Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we want to welcome you to The House That Happens, sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke. Voted four times the best dive bar in the GTA. We expect it to be the best dive bar in Ontario because at The House, Shuey's, we keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And Cruz, are you ready for an all-Taylor Swift version of we the show? Have, if we didn't bring up Taylor Swift, <laughs> someone would say that we live underneath a rock. So I'm going to say one thing about this whole Taylor Swift thing. I thought it was the phoniest cheering I've ever seen in my life. The guy gets a date, he walks into the room, and she's jumping and fist jump, uh, fist, what do you, chest pumping? Which sure. looks like a big black security guard. Wherever she goes, she needs a big black security guard. But you're going to tell me this woman who has 4 million Swifty fans suddenly knows about 3rd th and 12? Well, do you, do you know the conspiracy theory about this, right? Not quite. Give it to me. So she's um, a Pennsylvania girl. Yes, got that. So the rumor is that like she's waiting for uh, Kansas City and Philly to meet again in the Super Bowl. Then she's going to dump him. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't that be great? I just think that the NFL is involved because I've heard a few people saying, you have to say this. If you have a product as large as the NFL, the monolith that it is, anything that adds on to this just makes the product huge. Mm -hmm. I'm pleased to tell everybody out there that Travis Kelsey's jerseys went up 400%. However, does anyone realize that money goes to the team, not don't go to Travis Kelsey? Well, a little bit, doesn't it? I think it's 1% yeah. or something. Because, you know, when you notice on commercials, guys never, ever have the name of a team on it. They might have a, a color because that belongs to Well, you need to permission, it. yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. don't usually give it because that's their product. So I'm saying if it's a million more fans that come out to watch football, that can't be a bad thing. Absolutely not. I know the Taylor Swift uh, subreddits were filled with... Uh, girls trying to help each other out with uh, the rules of football trying to understand it i heard they put on one of her sites at like football 101 this is a first down yeah 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 exactly this is a kickoff this is you know what and it, i've been watching football 50 plus years anyone that comes and watches a game and learns about it like my wife she's a bit of a fan i get it but this whole taylor swift thing is to me there's a lot of um there's no substance. I'm not finding any substance in it. You no, know it's I mean? it's fluff. We we know that. I thought better. I just think it's funny. Oh, I think it's very <laughs> funny too. It kind of reminds me on a minor level because she was never that star. Who is the chick that Tony Romo went out with for ten minutes? Bottom Jessica Simpson. Boat. Jessica Simpson bottomed the boat. Did all of that stuff. That's my quarterback. That's my we got quarterback. that out of it, which uh, is probably the greatest contribution to society we got from it. Uh, point well taken. But in any event, if any of the Swifties are out there listening, give which us a shout out <laughs> just not. to let us know how much you're ingratiating yourself to this new thing called football. Agreed? Sure. Can I give another personal shout out right now, if you don't mind? Yeah, of course. Like to shout out to my son, would have been his 37th birthday. Deep breath. Um, I'm going to cheer for the Vikings today. Wow. I don't do that often. You but, are uh, notoriously hate the Vikings and everyone else in the black and blue division besides the Lions. I think he's going to reach down from the sky when I put on my Viking shirt today and say, Dad, you're a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you, son, wherever you are. We miss you immensely. And your team is 0-3, and the Detroit Lions are 3-1. Yes, the world has got weird. And speaking of uh, dedications, I think there's a little something you'd like to bring up. Uh, well, I mean, there's a few things I'd like to bring up. So, uh, I mean, what were you thinking? We have an issue with one of the Calgary Flame 
Um, oh, uh, yes. Um, I mean, uh, sad story in the, sad. the world of hockey. I mean, Chris Snow, he'd been dealing with uh, ALS for a couple years now, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and he, he passed away uh, this past week on, I believe it was yesterday, he, he passed away um, due to complications with that. Uh, he was on life support, donated his uh, organs. Very um, cool. Yeah, so, I mean... It's a, it's a nice little silver lining there, but obviously a tragic story and uh, uh, thoughts and prayers to him and his family. Just a sad story in the world of hockey. Host that happens wants to give a huge shout out because anytime you lose loved ones, it's a little bit of a, I don't know, an emotional drag down. I can tell you that personally. But to him and his family, you'll, hopefully you're going to get through it to a good man. Uh, he lived a great life. Uh, one day, hopefully we can find a way to kill some of these awful diseases. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it's it's tragic. I mean, there's no other way to spin it. Exactly. It, yeah. So young. He was 42 years old, I believe. Yeah, very <laughs> young. Way, way yeah. before his time. Um, I'd like to do another. I'd like to. Um, we didn't talk about this last time before we get into the heart of our show. But one of the things that I found interesting is that they're deciding on putting body cams. On. Yes. Maybe they should put them on NFL players, considering your Mac Jones situation. But that's another story, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, in Ontario, uh, uh, soccer referees will start to wear body cams now, which I, I can definitely see why. Soccer referees. I mean, it's it, in my opinion, they're the ones with the biggest egos, but they also take the most abuse. Agreed. So I mean, in a, in a way, you can argue that the problem is kind of twofold. But I mean, some of the treatment that they get. I mean. Like the law had to step in at a certain point, right? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And you know, maybe this will take away the controversies when the yellow and red cards fly. You I don't know? think so. No. 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 So that's soccer culture is just like okay. Yeah, it's whatever. You, like people are going to get upset and whatever. But I mean, like in terms of just like the abuse that the referees take. Oh, way too much yeah. at times. Way, way. And I now know, there's a lot of refs that don't do themselves any favors. Agree. I, I see this at uh, like at Humber firsthand. Like some of the refs just like their egos bigger than the size of the field. You know. And at the house that happens, we have not saying that they deserve the abuse, but okay, everything good comes after but, right? <laughs> in, in any event, and I can't laugh very hard, but in any event, when um, when you think about um, the abuse that the referees take. Here at the house that happens, we like to watch games where we don't rec we don't even know there's a referee there. Oh, absolutely. That's that's the way we'd like to look at things. And in speaking of refereeing and umpire, everybody's favorite ma major league baseball manager no longer has a job. Everyone's favorite, Angel Hernandez. What's it? Oh, guy? Angel. Her what? I uh, just announced this morning that he is not. I don't know. It could be erroneous, but I was looking at the threads this morning, and wow. they said he got dismissed by his union. Wow. Well, I mean, there had been some things leading up to this. I mean, he had tried to sue the league, and he lost. And they still kept his job. When well, do you sue your employer and keep your job? I know, right? They don't even do that at McDonald's. <laughs> Come on, stop it. You know? McDonald's is a great place to work for, uh, I'm not saying but... it isn't, but I mean, like, if you sued McDonald's, your sorry ass would be shipped out of town. Oh, sure. You know, and McDonald's is as evil as any other corporation there in you this go. country. Um, I think, though, that the interesting part, and we're going to get to a lot of baseball later, but I think it came to a head when... Um, this week when Bryce Harper blew a gasket, the only good thing about it is the kid getting the helmet, but then I heard there's some in-fan father bullshit about that too. But the bottom line, when you've seen um, the reaction that Harper had on a check swing, and Angle told him to check the tape. 
the tape's going to prove how bad this umpire made the call. And um, I think it was, is like, and you know Bryce Harper, I'm not saying he's a hothead, but he's a... Nah, he's a hothead. Okay. I'll call him that if he, you want. He's, he's, uh, he's a charged up player, and he's one of the reasons that Philadelphia, nobody wants to play Philadelphia in the playoffs, but we'll get to that in a bit. The bottom line yeah. is, he didn't run down that third baseline because this wasn't his first issue with uh, Engel. I think it's a built-up thing, and I don't think he should have been thrown, and I think that umpire should give him the time of day at least. Now, um, Harper's definitely going to get fined. I haven't heard yet if he is, because you can't charge an umpire and do that in the course of a game. No, regardless. I mean, the, the, the umpire's union is definitely going to want some action there. Well, I think they he lost his job. No, but I mean, like, it's it's not just about Angel Hernandez. It's about, like, the umpire the situation in the brotherhood in yes, general. They're yes. going to definitely, and I do, yes. he'll, he will get fined. You know what I mean? And there's one more thing that I think that we should bring up here along a the way. A couple more things. Okay, well, I'll just bring up this one first. I'm going to say that uh, everybody knows, and we don't bring it up enough on this show, I'm a golf fanatic. So I'm just going to let everybody know, since I've been off work, I haven't missed a hole of the Ryder Cup, which is one of my opinion, one of the big, great sporting events uh, that comes around biannually, I believe it is, biannually. I think if you've never watched the Ryder Cup, you should just turn it on. My reaction that my wife had to the Ryder Cup was, is this a football game going on? Because it's the team format. Yep. And um, the dressing up in the crowd... The chance, the verbal abuse to players I oh, heard yeah. is next level. I seen Sam Burns turn around and mouth a the, uh, the 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 crowd. I've seen Sam Burns play until he's got to this level of a golfer, and he's very good. But he's not a guy that's known as a hothead. No. And if he's starting to yell back at the crowd, I yeah. you know, mothers, girlfriends, sisters, they're all fair game in that Ryder Cup. Oh, yeah. And once you pit, like, anyone against America, like, if you're not America, you got one reaction. That's fuck America. Oh, that was We've there. said it before on this show. Uh, yes, that's how it works. And you know what? I got to give uh, just a couple seconds on this. One of the things you got to do is the characters that show up for the Ryder Cup are off the charts because it's in Rome. Yep. There was gladiators walking around. Oh, that's awesome. There, oh, yeah. They had NASA was there, like a whole bunch of guys in space suits oh for God. America. They had two hot dogs running around with the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> off the chart stuff. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. And it, it adds to the game because of the tension. But I will say this. I'm very disappointed in the quality of the golf. I'm going to go home and watch mm. it now while I'm on there. The Americans were losing as of this morning. Um, Nine and a half to five and a half, I believe, and um, they only need 14 points to win, and there's 12 match play matches. So as long as four um, Brits win today, they will retain. They will take back the Ryder Cup, something that the Americans have not won in Europe in 30 years. 30 years, holy smokes. I haven't won since 1993 is the last time the Americans have won in Europe. I have this wow. theory. I have this theory. And a lot of uh, analysts, experts will say this. Because that hate for America is so great, those guys bond together. 
They get together oh, and sure. share, okay? When the Americans get together, I don't think it's a bonding in that type of situation because I remember years past when Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods were on the same team. Apparently, they didn't even talk to each other the whole tournament. Oh, that doesn't surprise me knowing uh, what we know about Phil. Exactly, and a few other things. So, like, when you have that massive camaraderie against a bunch of still guys that are sometimes there by themselves, which is why the Americans do a lot better on today on the match play because they're not maybe not worrying about the team thing and uh, that disrupts it but there was a couple of interesting things that happened in the Ryder Cup that um, um, from a political emotional standard that were different first of all Patrick Cantlay was not wearing his cap something about a money situation mm. so that caused a little bit of grief around so the fans were riding this guy you got to figure everybody on the golf course is wearing a baseball cap except for one guy yeah with with your number one sponsor on there uh, no but this is all American so it's all God bless America, Europe. Oh, everything's I see, designed. I see, I see. They're, they're wearing a uniform. They're wearing. Oh, uh, okay, fair enough. And he doesn't wear the hat because he doesn't think it's going to be a contribution. Um, just before I left, I seen. Uh, that's that's weird. Well, Colin Morikawa, who is one of my favorite golfers, he was leading off today in the second uh, twosome. He wasn't wearing his hat today, so hmm. I'm wondering if this is becoming a trickle effect. So we'll find about this yeah, later. Yeah, some. Uh, Division in that dressing room, maybe. Maybe. And maybe yeah. that's why it's not getting along. I don't know. I just think it's kind of odd. But the other thing that went on is uh, there was a little bit of gamemanship going on about one of the caddies going, not getting into, uh, got into um, Rory McIlroy's line. Rory lost a hole in the match on the last hole, and Rory, Rory McIlroy blew a gasket. Oof. They had the guy in the parking lot leaving the event. <laughs> he was, you'll, you'll go, go check on YouTube or any social media thing you'll see Rory and Rory's not one to be that way no not at all so that just lets you know the heightened tensions the passion the desire to want to win is so great that these guys show characteristics that they don't normally show walking around on the tour exactly and speaking of gamesmanship uh, have you heard about what uh, happened in the New York Rangers New York Islanders preseason game this week wait a second remind me remind me so already we have uh Lou Lamarillo hiding his preseason game lineup from the other team before the game. That's Lou. <laughs> That's Lou. And then basically, like, the Rangers are like, oh, he's not showing us? Okay, we're not showing them. It's just, um, we're going to have a show about this, but the divide between the old school and the new school is getting wider by mm-hmm. the day. And I'm not, you know, I am the But that's old, just also Lou being Lou. Of course. But some yeah. Bit, yeah, but I mean he pushes that old school envelope more than anybody. Oh, I, for, I think it's kind of childish he did it. There's I mean, I think it's childish the no facial hair rule that he oh, has. There you go. Okay. That and like I think I've told you the story about uh, where he's like, I want an untappable phone line when he was working for the Leafs. Yep. And the people were like, that doesn't exist. So they just put like a red phone cord. And he's like, Okay. Okay. I'm <laughs> he good he with was that. none the wiser. I just think that uh, what has happened is Social mores, social justice engineering, all this stuff permeates everything in society. And um, I think that gives ammunition for some of the younger players that look at things differently. Mm -hmm. Hence the reason we don't have Babcock around anymore, which is the most ridiculous thing I've One of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of in my life in sports. But um, What, him getting fired or the story in general about what uh, he did? The whole thing about Babcock's insane. Like, we'll never see him on a bench again, and he doesn't deserve to be. But when you see the old school, I'm finding that um, some of the old school things are correct, and some of the new school things are messy so i don't know where we're going to get with this down the road like it's going to have to even out somewhere sometime i don't know and all sports not just uh 
Because we're talking about some of the things that have gone on in the NFL. Your buddy Mac Jones and the uh, crotch shots and whether this old school, new school, stuff like that. But I hope it doesn't affect the play on the field. No. Uh, Keeping with hockey, Andre Vasilevsky out for the next, uh, what were they saying, two months now with uh, back surgery? I think that's a conservative estimate because we don't know what the operation was yet. Did you hear what John Cooper said? No. It was a very lawyer answer. He's like, we're not concerned about the long-term whatever effects of this for now. For now. It's like, ooh. A goaltender with a back problem. Let's go back to Roberto Luongo. Let's go back to um, John Van Breesbrook, I think it was. Um, oh, he was a good goalie. Yeah, he was another guy who ended up with some back issues. I'm just hoping that Vasilevsky gets a, a 100% um, recovery, comes back and play, because he is part of that top competition levels that we like to talk about on a regular basis. Yeah, and I mean, that puts Tampa in an immediate hole to start the season. Like, obviously, they're going to have to look through the waiver wire, uh, which kind of makes me worried about the Leafs because you're like, ooh, Martin one, Jones. All of a sudden, Martin one. Jones is looking pretty good. Why don't they trade him then? But we'll get to that. Why don't they trade him? Because uh, if he goes on waivers, doesn't, well, it doesn't mean that somebody else could put a, uh, a waiver claim in just to jack Tampa Bay around. Uh, but you also need the roster space. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I guess they're going to have it because they're going to be able to take away from their salary cap, which is probably going to give uh, Tampa Bay some kind of break like they had a couple years ago with uh, Kucherov. Mm-hmm. They're going to play that game. But the maybe. problem is, though, like eventually Vasilevsky, they're expecting him to be back this season, so you can't exactly break the bank on his replacement. That's Oh, I agree. So you, so people are saying Dan Vladar on Calgary is like, oh, why don't they just trade for him? And the problem there is twofold. One, the cap hit's going to be a squeeze after Vasilevsky comes back. Yep. And two, Tampa's got nothing to trade. Exactly. <laughs> so Absolutely I, I don't nothing. see that trade working out. Like, Calgary's going to be like, okay, we want, like, a third-round pick, let's say. And Tampa's like, well, we don't got one. Right. <laughs> well, you know what's even weirder? I wonder if this is because John Cooper's a great coach. Let's cut to the chase. 100%. Um, Maybe the best coach in the league. Do you think he's going to rally? Is there some way going to rally the troops? Because in my opinion, like, I don't want to, like uh, – beat a dead horse but when you're talking about a back and some people said he might have even had one of those back fusion Ooh. disc fusion things nobody's saying like cooper did he tell you exactly the operation nobody's saying exactly mm-hmm. what the procedure was yeah. if you're talking about something like fusing a disc i mean tiger woods was out nine months doing that kind of stuff i mean a little it's, bit different swinging a club yeah. and being a goalie but your lower back is what it's all about i believe oh for sure that's you know the, your base your core it's all there so i mean like, I don't know, Tampa Bay, it's obviously they're going to try to rally the troops, but I mean, you're losing a goalie that's like been your workhorse, your stud for maybe, the last like, maybe, what, now seven years? Maybe the best um, goaltender that we've seen yep. in the league in the last few years. Two yep. Stanley Cup wins, three final appearances in a row. Conn Smythe, Vesna. Conn Smythe, the whole nine yards. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, maybe, so I, I don't know. Like, Tampa Bay's in a, quite the predicament here like they got to be careful not to get behind the eight ball here early on i hope they we, do that's better chances for the habs oh i mean to make the playoffs because we keep habs on was, the tabs i was tabs gonna say i was gonna say it's gonna be better for like buffalo or someone or like ottawa even though have you been following okay so there's a few restricted free agents still around in hockey there's about eight of them that have significance I, four, there's four left oh there right are only now. four yeah so the other three two, of them i would say are really significant there's two with the ducks and it sounds like uh, Drysdale and Zegers are just not close to being signed at all. None. No progress which is, that all week. Like, I mean, Pat Verbeek, like, I know like you were like a hard-nosed player. You're probably taking negotiations the same way. I agree. You don't want to get off on the wrong foot here with your young studs. Okay. You need to feel the team. 
So they're in a position like I don't see they can even sniff the playoffs this year. Anaheim? Yeah. No, but you want to build up that program. And this is this is a bad way to get the season started. Okay, so we're back to where we started on a couple of shows, and I don't think it can and be. And they're not in a cap crunch either. Oh, agreed, but I'm just going to I'm gonna bring this up about that. This is the, um, the flat cap of the 2023 summer has affected all of these because they don't know what they want to pay them. I've been hearing on a number of shows, a number of experts. I think it's term that's the big issue. I think Zegers wants long term, and I think Anaheim wants to give him like something short. I would give him something shorter because I'm not big in, like, it's it's good for your salary cap, but you're giving these guys money before they deserve it, kind of. They've still got potential. They, yes. They've had good years. They look good. But have they done good? Zegers, okay, he's had that, like, I know he's only had, like, what, one good season, let's just say. But I mean, and he's 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but if you sign him long term, that could be a steal later on. Well, that's the gamble, and I think that Anaheim being Disney, are no, probably, not anymore. No, they haven't been Disney in like, like seventeen years. Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, who owns them now? Samuelis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, in any event, these people aren't known for throwing their money around either. <laughs> no. So uh, we're going to have to wait and see how that works out. And then and, uh, Shane Pinto still a restricted free agent in Ottawa. That's a pure cap crunch issue. 100%. So I think they're trying to find a guy to ship out. I don't know who that's going to be, but... Uh, I think that'll be settled by the end of the week. Because the season starts in 10 so. days. So I think they're going to settle that in 10 days. It's been... But you know what I've also heard? Another teams are sniffing around. If you don't want them. That's what I... No, but Ottawa, I, Ottawa's not moving him. I heard that's I not an either. option. That'd be insane. Yeah. That would just be absolutely insane. But Joseph is making the most of his opportunity because he's getting those third-line minutes yes, now. Yes, very much so. so. Speaking of third-line minutes and uh, things that drive me crazy, I want to be on record here as letting everybody know that I do not hate the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay, can we get that straight? I hate the Boston Bruins. I hate the Philadelphia Flyers. Let's get where my oh, you hate, hate the goes. Flyers. I don't think you've I ever expressed the, that. I, I, I'll get around to that. They've just been so lousy, I don't have to beat on them. Okay, <laughs> when they get good, I'll get back to my Philly hate. That's not an so issue. So in five years. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we'll get back to hating them. They just fell back in the hate line because they haven't been doing anything to threaten me. But what I'm um, um, getting at about the Toronto Maple Leafs is, and I am a Hab fan, and I hear it does go on in Montreal a little bit too, but... What's that kid's name that was your first round? Easton Cowan. Come on, people. Can you let that kid just come on? He ain't Gordy Howe. He's not Bobby Orr. I hope he makes the team. He's a good-looking player. Not Some of the year, talk, he won't make I know, the team. I know, Mr. Milan, you're going to say, well, they have something to talk about on the sports shows. Great. Then they could talk about more like, uh, I, I like the conversations more like, where's John Tavares going to play? When are they going to sign Nylander? Uh, the goaltending We've situation. We've already talked to Nylander that, stuff. That's okay, like, but I'm saying if that stuff all comes up, we're not going to talk about it today, but all that stuff of discussion has some merit to me. What doesn't have any merit is some kid from the London. He played in London, right? Sure. Okay. Great, but it, okay, don't you think it's a little hypocritical with all this talk that I've heard you and Serge like, go on about your Habs prospects? But we guys are already playing. They're, they're drafted. Logan Mayhew, I built a bandwagon. What do you mean? This guy's, this guy's playing preseason. He's drafted. What's your point? My point is he's not Gordie Howe. I've no one says somebody, he's Gordie Howe. Have you watched any of the shows this week? I Who could, said he's Gordie Howe? I don't want to bring up names because I'm not a fan of them, but I'm going to make fun of them in a second. Um, I just think I'm on there in Toronto. I heard it mentioned in one of the columns in the newspaper. I've heard uh, three of the talking heads on a big show in Toronto talk about it. I heard those guys, and what is it, on TSN NHL Today or NHL whatever. That's hockey? That's hockey. They brought the guy up. 
I went, come on, really? Let the kid play. We were not going to see him this year, and I hope he has a great career. No, he's going to go back to London. Of course, but yeah. why do we have the hype like this? I think the biggest hype should be on Logan Mayu. We should talk about him. He looked good. Did you see him out there? No. He's looked I don't, good. I don't watch much preseason. I didn't either, but I had a, you know, the, my setup, I can just leave the screen yeah. in the background, and I just wonder what's going on. He's a big puck-moving boy. Is it looking like he's going to make the team out of camp? Oh, yeah. I think he's definitely yeah. going to make the team because I think they should go this way. I think Owen Beck should get an eight-game or two. Beck's look good out there. It's I mean, in the first year of that contract? What's, well, I'll take my chances because what if he makes a team in his third-line penalty killer? He's got size. He doesn't look at a place out there, but that's neither here nor there. We shouldn't be talking about this. We're going to have our hockey preview coming up sometime this week, I do believe, Mr. Milani, correct? Uh, sometime coming up soon. Well, we're going to make a just for that. So I got one. So just uh, go ahead. I mean, this is not, uh, you know, the end of the line here, but uh, a daily face-off does not project Mayu on the Habs roster. Why not? Is it still because he's looking Don't explain, good. but they just... I think it's just the publicity. They have they have the six defensemen as Matheson, Savar, Jordan Harris, uh, Kova... Kova... Sevich, he's not nah, Arbor Jacki and Kaden Gooley. I think that uh, that the, the guy with the funny name, I think Logan Matthews is going to replace him. I think it's just politics is the reason he's reinstated. Okay, he's reinstated. So I mean, why not let him play? He's big, strong, and fast. We'll have to see there. But before we finish with hockey, okay, I watch a lot of sports shows just to see what everybody's saying. And you have a theme about how your show comes on. For example, our producer here, Mr. Milani, when our show, when you hit our show and you hear the music, it sounds like something vibrant. It sounds like these guys are ready to talk sports. Can I shout out to the people of Overdrive? Why do you play sixteen-year-old girl songs to start your show? Uh, don't they usually start off with something with like the stones or like? Not like no. I think someone said something because this week three times in a row they started off. My granddaughter knew the song. I said, "What? Interesting. I, yeah, I thought. Like, I know they play? played like some Lately like the, the weekend or whatever sometimes, but like I, I don't, don't know. mind the weekend. But I'm saying they really play like they should start maybe because it was Taylor Swift. Although they do play, uh, maybe that's why. Maybe, but that's they play. Why. They played. Uh, what's that, Harry? The there's like a Harry Styles. Song oh yeah, that, they that song. Yeah, that because that's popular. I yeah. get it. there. But I like when I hear that. They, finally, the other day they started with Two Pistols by the Tragically Hip. Like when you hear music like that, the Rolling yeah, Stones riff and all that yeah. stuff. That that song because it's a sports show. I don't think that. Well, that's on their producer. I would say. Fire is ass. <laughs> Fire is ass. That's what I'm saying. Like I, you know what I did? I, I always see what they're going to say at the beginning. When I hear that music, I just fast forward and say, I'll watch the show another time. <laughs> so if you want to have more eyes on your show, don't play music that makes me puke. How's that sound? Fair enough. Uh, also, we'd be remiss if we missed uh, the Toronto Argonauts. Unfortunately, they lost uh, on Friday night to the Winnipeg Blue Mobbers in Winnipeg, sending them back to 12-2. and two, So they will not have the opportunity to break the all-time wins record this season. Uh, still 12 and. 12 and 2 on the season, excuse me. With uh, I mean, if they win out, they're still 16 and 2, which would tie the record. Can so. I have my take on that? Absolutely. I think it was the smartest move they made to, to uh, sit Kelly. Because you know they're going to have Winnipeg. Oh, he didn't play. He did not start. That's oh, the reason. Yeah. And as soon as I heard he was not starting the game, and he did a great pre show on the field gimmick with the team that was just hilarious if you get a chance it's got to be out there him doing dance routines getting his team together <laughs> it was just off the charts it was so much fun which football people do but my take on it is this the number one team they're going to have to worry about to win the great cup is the winnipeg jets i mean the winnipeg bombers, bombers. Yeah. and i'm saying i mean lions have the same record as the bombers 
But I think the Winnipeg will end up in the end. I think what they did to sit him is, first of all, those guys don't get any extra cracks at him. Maybe a few mm-hmm. wrinkles that they're developing for the playoffs. They're not going to show. Some more gamesmanship. You got it. And I think that the, I think that winning a record like that is irrelevant to the Toronto Argonauts. I think their end goal is to repeat as Grey Cup champions. So I think the fact that they sat Kelly, I thought it was a smart move. I really did. And guess what? Toronto gave uh, Winnipeg a battle. It wasn't like Winnipeg walked in and kicked their ass. That was a, a tight game till the end. Yeah, just a 10-point game. Yeah, and it was even closer not towards the end. So I want to give a big shout-out to the Argos for protecting their number one interest. And number two, already looking down the road for what could be better for team as opposed to um, putting them out there to get extra shots taken at a team that they may face down the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, so let's move on uh, to NBA. So some breaking news on the house that happens. We have a trade to announce. Really? The Blazers flip Drew Holiday to Boston. Oh, that that's damn. Damn. <laughs> that's the worst news of the day by far. 100%. Um, you knew Drew Holiday was not staying in Portland. That was going to be something was going on there. There was no reason. The way that Portland made the trade, we'll get to Lillard in a second. The reason that they made this trade is because they got Scoop Jackson in the number round pick, and they're going to develop him as a guard. I think, forget their off guard's name. We'll do it in our NBA preview. Um, So those two guys are going to be running show. Okay, so what they got to do is they don't have veterans around. They got, they're they building from the ground up. I think that DeAndre Ayton is going to end up be the steal of this trade. You heard it here first oh, yeah. house that happened. I mean, the, the abuse and shit that he was taking in um, Phoenix. Someone Phoenix. says he's a lazy player. Someone says he didn't get along with the coach. Well, I'm going to tell you this much. If you got a player of his caliber and you come to camp and you haven't talked to your freaking coach since the end of the season, like... Yeah. That's just there's that doesn't make red flag any, red flag huge and now he's out of town so that's the way it is. I want to say this now and I'm going to say it now and I want to be loud. Here at the house that happens, we're going to talk about who we think is the ten best players in the NBA. I'm going to say right now and I said it last year. I still think that Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, is the best player in the NBA. He was banged up in those playoffs. He didn't want to admit it, but it's come out now because he's got some yeah. uh, work on him and stuff like that. But to bring Damian Lillard. In with the Greek freak. I'm putting them as the front runner to win the NBA championship in the spring of 2024. That's a wombo combo right there. Oh, I'm telling you. I will admit this. They gave up Drew Holiday and they gave up a guy that I have hated since he's been gone to Duke. And that's Grayson Allen. This guy is a prick. He's a bad apple. He's the dirtiest schmuck going. I want him on my team. Yep. He's one of those guys. He's a glue guy. He when, when when Milwaukee won the championship, he did all the dirty work. So now that Portland has got him, I believe, or did he go to Phoenix? One of the two. Let me pull up the trade quickly. But um, in any event, I'm going to say that this guy's um, his his uh, stock is going to rise because people weren't really paying attention because it was the Milwaukee show with True Holiday, uh, Giannis, and uh, Middleton. So Grayson Allen, you're saying? Yeah. He went to the Phoenix. Yeah, that's because yeah. he he's going to protect. Um, Booker, Durant, yep. and anybody does any stuff, he'll be in there to do it. He's a big, strong boy who plays great defense, and he can shoot, but he could be the steal in this. This could be, yep. like, if, if it's a Phoenix-Milwaukee final, I wouldn't be surprised. 
That'd be fun. That would the damn, rematch. Would, yeah, that that would be a lot of fun. I'm thinking it's going to go there. And I mean, way. you could argue Phoenix and the Bucks both got better in this trade. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Phoenix no and use of Nurkic in this trade. Yes. He's no slouch himself. Yes. Right? Oh no, no. I, I I think it's down the road. It's just going to be how these players adapt to their new environment quicker mm. to move the team forward. But I don't think anybody lost in this trade. I want to just say one thing: is this a, is this a harbinger for things to come? Because Jimmy Butler went on and he was yes. pissed. Listen, Jimmy Butler, here's the deal. We got a better de- he got a better deal going to Milwaukee. I think he has a better chance of winning a championship going to Milwaukee than he has going well, to Miami. Well, Jimmy Butler's little rant, whatever you want to call it, had a little bit more to do with tampering, I thought, though. Yeah, I did too. So who says they're tampering? It's off season. The number one well, team. Well, I mean, these guys all talk. So, I mean, if he's saying that there's tampering involved, I mean, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay, so let's just talk to some of the biggest basketball talking heads in America. Um, Stephen A. Smith, Wojnarowski, um, who else? All these guys. Shams. Yeah, all these guys. Toronto was the number one destination for Damian Lillard. I want to. I heard thank, they were a close second. Yeah, they were the front runners. The bottom line is, and I want to thank Masai for this, considering that uh, Lillard is 34 years old. They had to give up three first-round picks, Anobi, and another starter. Ah, uh, yeah, screw that. And Anobi's still only 24, 25. Yeah. People like everybody wants an Anobi on their team. Scotty Burns, I heard, was off limit, and then I heard that Portland wasn't warm enough for Pascal. Sia- yeah, because yeah. Siakam was on the front of that trade, and they didn't want him. They wanted somebody else. So I'm saying, Masai, uh, the word was 24 hours before the trade, Toronto was the, the talk of Twitter, internet that the imminent trade is probably going to be another Maasai move to bring Lillard to Toronto. And Lillard was an apropos to coming to Toronto because it's a city he'd be hanging out with Drake, yep. doing beats and shit. So that would have been cool. But I, I'm thankful. Don't you agree? I'm glad Maasai. I love Lillard. I absolutely love Lillard. But when he's going to come to town and play with who? Oh, man. yeah, I know, right? You know, so that just didn't it, – it didn't die. But I'm glad that Masai kicked the tires. But in the end, it was too much of a sacrifice for mm-hmm. – it set our team back, especially at his age. But good luck, Lillard. I think you're one of the best players in the league. I love how he carries himself. I think it's a great combo with the Greek freak. Good luck in Milwaukee. But as a Raptor guy, I still want to kick your ass. Yep. And uh, lastly, before we hop into baseball, shout out to uh, the Japan Grand Prix Formula One, Max Verstappen. My Winning. favorite, my favorite enemy. Or no, bad guy. <laughs> uh, Red Bull capturing constructors for the first time since 2014. Or yep. No, sorry, sorry. Second time. back to, uh, First time back-to-back since 2014. Rather. But this is also one of the earliest clinches, isn't it, in the history of... Uh, oh, yeah, with six races left to go. And yeah, then Max can clinch uh, the driver's title next weekend. And not even in the race. I think in the sprint, he yeah, can, but, he but can win it. But I'm saying that's just a phenomenal thing. I've seen something amazing this week. You know, uh, you know, PTI is is uh, my show of choice. Shout out to Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon. But you know, at the end of the show, they have a little rundown. Yep, yep. Max was on the rundown. Hey. I think he's, what, 20, 26? I think it was his birthday this week. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Max. But the way they described Max, I couldn't be happier. They did not say he was a C-U-N-T, but they said this guy's, like, <laughs> next level whatever, like, yeah. attitude. But, however, they um, they championed his accol- accolades 
and what he has done because in the history of Formula One, he is now he's going for records that Schumacher records and all those guys. Schumacher, uh, Hamilton, of Hamilton, course. Hamilton, all of those guys there. And they think it's an interesting thing because, um, and it's true, um, they had Hamilton who was a huge personality and now they got Max. So what is happening is the, the uh, Formula One being as inclusive as it normally is perceived has risen up to some of the common folks actually know who knew who Hamilton is. Mm -hmm. Now they know who Max is because everybody hates a bad guy. Right? Congratulations, Max. We at the house that happens. I'm, I'm ordering my shirt soon. I'm not the biggest fan, but God, I love a villain who does it the way that you do. You know what I mean? And I mean, a shout out to McLaren as well. I mean, they've been oh, rising they've stars. Been, yes, they have. They could be, I don't know about next season, but I wonder if they put in like one serious try it up before the regulation changes in 2025 they could be serious contenders to compete for the title that year if you watch drive to survive um one of the things that interests me was mclaren's uh backdoor how they were building their team mm -hmm. car uh engineers drivers that whole like they built it like a like you'd build a hockey team or something but the way that they built it up because you were thank god you were the one that introduced me to all this and now the re the, the results are here the yeah, after after a really weak opening to the season. Oh, awful! And then they're yeah. they're there like their drivers are both in top five now, aren't they? Or top seven? Uh, I think both of their drivers have moved I up in the standings. Let's see. But very good for them, and, and it's good for the. So sport. Norris is seventh, and Piastri is ninth. Yeah, but then they're, McLaren, they're, they're quickly moving up. They're fifth in constructors. They they're going to make a play at beating start. Aston Martin, who like is the opposite. They had a phenomenal start. Now their car just. Not falling off a cliff, well. yeah. you know which is? they kind of expected would happen because they're kind of in the a middle of a move to like a new facility. So mm. you just don't want that downward trajectory to continue. And then there's yeah. Ferrari who, you know, if, you, <laughs> if you're if uh, you not feeling great about yourself, you know, you're on suicide watch, that's your team now. Well, there you um, go. <laughs> I got a, a couple other minor things that um, I thought were interesting. Um, one of them being is, I don't know if you remember who A.J. Pruszynski is. Of course. He was on Overdrive the other day talking about how people make the playoffs, what's going on. And you know what the first thing he said was? Hey, guys, it's not hockey season yet. Because <laughs> they had an opening soliloquy where they discussed the aforementioned McCowan and on and on. And I wanted to hear. I, I, was I mean, no, no, he clearly doesn't understand how Canada works. Oh, but. he does. He said, I know it's Toronto. <laughs> this is 365 days a year. But he's going, baseball playoffs are starting. Uh, football season's in full swing. We got the Ryder Cup this week. If, if, okay. And he goes, and you guys open this show with bad music and hockey? <laughs> but I mean, like, let's be real. If the Jays were actually impressing people this year, if this was like 2015 vibes, different story. Got you. Got you yeah. very much. Can I do one thing, though? I will shout out to this. Ryan Hayes is starting to grow on me, bro. I know you've mentioned. He's starting to grow on me. He, he has some takes that... Um, I still say he's the plight of the bland, polite, cranky hmm. Canadiana. But he has come out with some takes. I'm finding that um, he's getting a little bit more aggressive with his um, um, comments about the Leaf teams and the Toronto teams in general. Like, hmm. I sometimes they, they handle them with kid gloves. Like, you know, some of the situations, like, nobody... Because right. they got to see these guys every day. Sure. They're around and all that, and sometimes... Well, they're not really around, because they're usually just in the studio. But they, he's, he's getting on more of the other shows. I like the fact that he's not afraid to tell the truth. 
That's what I'm liking. A lot of times, I mean, you know, O-Dog's going to say whatever because he's O-Dog. Great. Glad yeah. you're there. And Hayes is basically the moderator or whatever. But it's good to see that he's not afraid to say some things about the teams that should be put out there. Like when we sit around the bar and talk right. or a million other podcasts out there that we talk about things, it gets more real than some of these guys who have to cater to the players that they see every day. So good shout out to you, Mr. Hayes. You're making me watch the show a little bit more than it used to. You know what I'm saying? Well, there we go. Um... And, I mean, speaking of baseball, let's just get right into it. The Jays backdoor their way into the postseason. Okay. <laughs> First might, of all. You might have expected that to be followed with an applause, but. Uh... No. Okay. Um, there is, we are gaining a bit of a following, Mr. Milani, and I think that maybe our good works has got there. And all you guys that I'm talking to right now, BOH, you're number one. Um, that are out there who see me and start giving me the diss. Let's get one thing straight. I did say that the Toronto Blue Jays would not make the All-Star game at the, I mean, would not make the playoffs yes. at the All-Star break. And I also said that Baltimore would come back to the pack. So in your picking of things, we don't always totally correct on where we get it, but I was just taking the facts at the time. Have to have huge respect for Baltimore and their pitching staff, which held together mm -hmm. with those young bats to win 100 games, which is congratulations to them. Okay, you know what I mean? About 101 wins so far for the Orioles. What's that? 101 wins. Yes, and that, that's, that's unbelievable. And um, the other thing I wanted to say is that when I did say the Toronto Blue Jays weren't going to make the playoffs, it was a show later on, and I want to thank you, John. You, you, you did back me up in this. I said if the Toronto Blue Jays did make the playoffs, they would come in through the back door. How did the Toronto Blue Jays make the playoffs? Through the back door. They went in through the – but you know what, guy? It doesn't matter. They're here now. Let's just change yep. the whole – now we're going to say we're thinking the ultimate would be a Philadelphia-Toronto World Series. That's sure. what I'm, I'm thinking about the best. But how do you think the team looks going into the playoffs? The silence should say everything there, but, I mean, just shaky. I don't feel confident. I don't either, and I'm really going back to the fact that one of my pet peeves has always been they don't have a steady lineup. No. You know what I mean? They don't have a steady lineup. Every day it changes. Muirfield can't get off the bench lately. What's up with that? Well, he hasn't been hitting. Well, that's that's, what, been, but, a, that's been a problem. Okay, then a month ago he was one of our best hitters. Like I think they set him too long because you got, you got to move guy in now. I will give this credit. Mr. Biggio has been a revelation in the last six weeks for this team. Oh, fantastic. We have to keep him in the lineup somewhere, but I think that affects your defense when you don't have a consistent guy at second base. You don't have a consistent guy in, in place in the field. You don't have a consistent guy at first base. I think Vladdy, I'm going to say it here first. I don't see Vladdy Guerrero playing on this team in two years, if you want my honest opinion. I yeah. hate to say that, but I see Vladdy's just, maybe he's a little bit injured, maybe he's not, but I mean, there's a little bit of an attitude problem there, and people have questioned exactly what's going on in the dugout for the Toronto Blue Jays anyway, mm -hmm. which is not a good thing to be talking about when you're going into uh, the playoffs. No, absolutely not. I mean, you're going to have to go up against a team like either in Minnesota or in Tampa Bay where, I mean, those guys can pitch. Here's the thing, and you know at the beginning of the baseball season, I championed this. The Toronto Blue Jays are the only team in the major leagues that had four starters start 30 games, okay? Mm -hmm. Their ace is nowhere to be found, okay? So what I'm saying is that in these series now, they have Which ace are you talking about? Gosman? No. Or no, Manoa, okay. Manoa, no. They're, okay, our, our supposed ace. Our then. supposed yeah. ace, okay. Now imagine if he just played a normal season, we'd make the playoffs. I was arguing with guys last night, well, the Blue Jays, if the Blue Jays ran the bases better... 
we wouldn't have been in this position. Just basic fundamental baseball yeah. things that we failed at. However, oh, but let, let, <laughs> Manoa sewered a bunch of games when he thank played. Thank you. Thank you. We know that. Um, we could have been contention for 100 wins. Oh, no doubt yeah. about it. I'm not saying that. That that's it. Uh, To me, that's kind of like a gimme got lost. But, I mean, in, in a short series now, let's let, talk about this. We got the second best ERA in baseball. We've had four guys that started 30 games. There's no team in the majors that had three guys to pitch 30 games. I think this pitching 200 in innings, and everyone congratulates you. You know how I'm old school in that. Good job, Bassett. But um, we we guys put out there for the first three games, we can have um, Gosman, Bassett, and Barrios. You look around the major leagues right now, who's got three starters? Um, Baltimore's three don't... Uh, Statistic-wise, aren't as good as our top three. No. Atlanta's kind of sort of there, but uh, Friedman's hurt again. So yep. we don't even—is he going to be in the playoffs or not? The Dodgers are supposed to be a front runner. They don't even have three guys that started 25 games. So I'm saying, if the pitching in defense is the game, Toronto could be there. Even though I do believe our defense it's, is suspect. It's the hitting though on the Jays that's been that's <laughs> been more suspect though. That's the problem. It's the other side of that coin. Okay, so can we average it out over a season? Now let's get back to some of the things I said early. What would Chapman hit? Player of the month in May. Yep. Two uh, forty. I said that um, if Kermeyer hit two sixty, I'd be shocked. He hit two sixty. Biggest disappointment is Varsho on all levels. You know yeah. what I mean? He was supposed to be our power guy. I mean, Vladdy, you can argue, is the biggest disappointment as well, but for obviously different reasons. But The main reason is he's not hitting 300. He's a 300 hitter. However, he, oh, And also, he didn't even come close to 30 home runs. He's hit 25. <sighs> that's, got, that's How many RBIs? 25 and almost 100 RBIs. Any guy in the league had 25 home runs and, and, and almost 100 RBIs would be celebrating their season. The reason is I mean, if you watch the, some of those at-bats, it's like... Does he need glasses? He needs he needs something maybe like a sports his psychologist. Yesterday I don't know, man. was so bad that I could not oh, even that, think. That's just been the story of the season. Some ugly swings from Vladdy this year, man. With one of the best swings in baseball, and he's taking oh. those hacks. Like like it'll be like three inches off the plate, and like he's like reaching and swinging for it. It's awful. When one hand it's awful. Leaves, when one hand leaves the other hand, and the bat goes, oh, you're in trouble. You're in huge, <laughs> massive trouble. And uh, however, I'm gonna say I'm gonna have some sleepers here. First of all, I believe that the Blue Jays can make a run with their pitching. I hope they organized the bullpen. Because one of the things that I said earlier also, and I'm still questioning it, is I did not think that Romano would be our number one closer by this time of the year. And the way that he's been leaking oil coming down Mm. the month. And they brought out Hicks yesterday, and I thought that was a great time for him to show his stuff. And he gets raked. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think is going to be the Blue Jays now? Okay, now we're playing in the playoffs. you got to hope that the starters... And another number that I said was huge is quality starts. Minnesota and Toronto have brought that to fruition, thank God, because I think that's what gets you in the playoffs. However, what are we going to do with the bullpen? I think that we should be leaning on four guys, basically, and that's Swanson, Hicks, Cabrera... And Romano, but I'm not saying that Romano should be the number one guy running out to close the show when he's got a fingernail issue or some bullshit like that. Yeah, I mean, but it's also kind of a dangerous thing to change something like that at the last minute where these guys are such creatures of habit. Okay, so that if he goes out there and he gets knocked, we don't see him again. Look at his last three starts. Oh, but then you're going to risk destroying his confidence there, though. 
Well, Don't he told think? us it's a finger thing. If you tell us you can hold on to the ball and throw a pitch, great. He can't throw one of that 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 sinker because yeah, of the fingernail. Because of the fingernail, yeah. Everybody can hit a fastball, and his fastball is not ninety-five. He's got a sneaky fastball. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when we start this, when we start the playoffs, before we talk about the other teams, so it's tomorrow. It's Tuesday night. The game's starting. Mr. Milani, what is the Toronto Blue Jays lineup? Who's playing first, Vladdy? Vladdy. Who's playing second? <laughs> okay, that's okay. Uh, I think Bichette should be, but we'll keep no, him at he, short. No, he's our shortstop. I mean, fr- probably Merrifield would be our second baseman because, like, Schneider's production has just gone off a cliff. Okay, they caught up to him. We got yeah. that. Okay, what about Biggio? Where do we put him? I would probably put him... I'd put, him in right, field, no, I'd put right? him in right field because he's got as good as arm as Varsho. Then where do you put Springer? Springer... Oh, yes. No, we need Brandon Belt as our DH. We need that that veteran guy who's got a little bit of hits. He looked his, his at-bats look better this week. I think we need him in the lineup for stability, experience, World Series champion, all that other stuff. So nonsense. you got to put Bijou in left then. Got to put Bijou in left. Yeah. And I think that... Um, Kiermaier center field, Kirk Catcher, Chapman third. It's got to be it. So that means that um, Varsho doesn't get off the bench. And isn't he one of our defensive specialists? You got to hit. That's why Bijou's got to be in the lineup. He's one of my most consistent players in the last six weeks, which yep. I never thought I would say. Well, was my line uh, the last few weeks that defense is only like, what, less than 10% of baseball? It better be at least a better. If that 10% blows it, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm just going to let you know that. Well, my point is that you need hitting, really. Like, your guys got to hit first. Well, we're, that's a big question. Can they come alive? Like, if you got to do averages over a period of time, if the Blue Jays can just come up with some average hitting for this playoff, because most of the people do not want to play the Toronto Blue Jays. I get that, because like, everyone's worried that, like, oh, when, when are they finally going to pop off? But, I mean, the way the season's been going, I don't know if that's going to be the case. They should be gone. They could be gone after two games. But let's just say something That's here. my fear, especially if they run into, I mean, either of those teams with some of the pitching that they have. Yikes. I have a funny feeling that um, I have a funny feeling that I don't know what's going to go on in this Tampa Bay Toronto game today, but I think there's going to be some serious gamemanship going on, which seems to be the theory yeah. of this show. Because, first of all, they're going to probably have to play each other on Tuesday. Well, unless the Jays lose today and Houston wins, then the Jays go into Minnesota. Okay, so here's the deal Do you really want to go into Minnesota with that pitching? Do you want to go into Tampa with that pitching? They've been doing very well against uh, Tampa Bay of late, and I'm of the belief let's go yeah. get Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay don't have three starters. They're going to do that bullshit with the the, the bullpen. Yeah, starting. but he might be out in two. We'll never know, but what if those guys are <laughs> If they are have uh, Eflin and uh, Glasnow. Okay, and who's after that? But, but to my point, you only need two wins in the first round. Okay, so Gosman out pitches him, and it's 1-1 going into game three. Well, if he doesn't outpitch him. Okay, well, I'm going to go with, I'm on, I'm on the Toronto bandwagon here now, people. So understand, I want the Blue Jays to go to the World Series, and I want them to play Philadelphia. But um, the bottom line is, I, I, I think it's wide open. I really believe that it's wide open in the American League. Like, who is the team? I completely agree. But, I mean, given the Blue Jays' track record in the playoffs the last few seasons, when, when was the last time the Jays won a postseason game? Remind me. Jose Baptista, Josh Donaldson. Yep, 2016. There you go. With Vlad and the boys, how many? They've been to the playoffs. It's been four playoff games. How many wins? Zero. So Zero? we got swept against Tampa three years ago, and we got swept by Seattle last year. Yes. Get on a second. 
I'm doing this. Oh, sorry. I was going to say somebody's been reminding me of my fantasy football team. I bet you because I just got a phone call, but that's neither here nor there. I think that we can beat any team. And I think the team that, we, that you should be most worried about in the American League, in my opinion, is going to be the Houston Astros because they... Oh, you're finally coming around on Houston. Only because they have the experience in the short series. They're going to go ahead. So, like, if, if Houston beats Baltimore, would you really be surprised? Oh, absolutely not. Now, I hate Baltimore, by the way. Like, that's one of the teams I've hated forever. So yeah, if they get knocked, I don't, I don't care. I respect them tremendously. I think one of the smartest things they did in this uh, rebuild thing, and it should be out to every team, is the same manager is there since the beginning. Yep. He, he's been there now for five seasons. He was there for the 100 lost seasons. He was the one that brought them along. There's a great thing to be said about continuity. Mm -hmm. And what happened to our team? We got rid of the babysitter. Brought in a drinking buddy, and where are we at? I mean, we got another guy who's on the hot seat by the looks of it. Or at least if you ask the fans, he should be on the hot seat. He ain't going nowhere. He's going I tend nowhere. to agree, but, no. I mean, we brought this up before. Don Mattingly is right beside I him. heard that, that Mattingly. You know what I heard someone saying? I thought this was ridiculous. They should hit better because of Don Mattingly. Don Mattingly. What does that mean? That they, that, <laughs> he's not the hitting coach. I mean, no. he he's an advisor, and he's looking around, but, I mean... Maybe we need a new hitting coach. I just think the approach of some of these players is brutal. I think it gets yeah. back to the fact that we were always a first pitch. The season we were six, we were such a first pitch swing team. Eating fastballs for breakfast and that all kind that, of thing, and yeah. then now they're just screwing us around with all kinds of stuff, and people aren't adjusting. Chapman Exhibit A, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean going into next season, like they, I think they have to completely rethink their hitting strategy, and I mean like they got to really tighten up the base running. Oh, Those are the two biggest things I want to see cleaned up for next fundamental season. Fundamental baseball that you have blown games on has blown my mind. So let's Little League shit. Exactly. That's what makes me crazy. So let's just say we can't really make predictions right now because it's not final. But if I had my, my way right now, I do believe that the ALCS will include the Houston Astros against who? Our Texas is going to make that comeback. Here's a team Ooh. that went up and down. However, remember, they were in first place for over 111 days in a row. But their bullpen kind of let them down. Their and we know, starting we know, pitching has is, is been skeptical. At, oh, oh, there you go, even. Because, like, we know this from years past. I mean, people have really figured this out. Like, that, your bullpen is, like, really what kind of, like, wins you and loses you playoff games. 100%. So we're going to go there. That's the problem. Um, is Batista going to come back for Baltimore? I don't know, but like I mean, I would say Houston going to the championship series—that's a good bet. They've made it, what, six years in a row now. I'm saying they could do it again. Will they end up against Baltimore? Um, let I me think see. if they're the third wild card, then they—if they win the first round, I think the second round they play Baltimore. It depends. So as it stands now, if they win their wild card series, they would play Baltimore. But if they pass Toronto today, then they'd be on track to play Texas. Oh, okay. I just got a fantasy football update. I don't know if I uh, uh, if I should accept it or not. Quickly, should I take Ayuk and put him in the lineup instead of Scantling Valdez for Kansas City? Just got a call. That's why sports is live right now. <laughs> I got a call, and I got. I would. Minutes. I would heavily consider it. Would you? Yeah. I'm going to take a quick look. Do I have to do it by 1 o'clock? I better take a quick look because I don't want to do this till afterwards. And this is a shout-out to Kevin Pick. Pick, I couldn't answer the phone because I was doing this broadcast, but you got me nervous. And also, so I guess uh, we could just get into it. The National League, so both both leagues now, the 12 teams making the playoffs, 
are set. Chicago yep. Cubs missing out at the end of the day. That's very unfortunate, but what happened to them? Their pitching failed them, and they had some fundamental baseball errors just like yep. the Toronto did. Or is that a case of a team coming on so hard and then um, running out of gas? I don't know, because they were always kind of in the hunt. Early so. in the year, they were terrible. Up to the All-Star break, they didn't Yeah, but they were always step. like within like a couple games of uh, Milwaukee for first in their division, right? I don't think that Milwaukee with their pitching, I'm going, ah, I don't know. But I think when it comes to the ALCS, I hope it ends up being Atlanta and Philadelphia. NLCS. I mean, yeah, NLCS. I, I, th- I think they can match up if the, the way that the um, what goes because uh, Philadelphia is the first wild card. So if they win yep. the first round, they'll go play the Dodgers. And I tell you what, the Dodgers do not want to play Philadelphia. Um, yes, they would play the Dodgers. Yeah, if they 100%. won. Yeah. So the Dodgers can be had. So now it'll be Philadelphia in Atlanta. I'm going to flip a coin on that. I don't know what to say. I'm going to be a fence sitter because I'm scared. But I do believe that Atlanta is the team. But historically speaking, hmm. Even historically speaking with that franchise, you know, they've had all sorts of great regular seasons and – they what team of the nineties? Why they come out with it one, one World series? They have one. They won one a couple of years ago. Yes. So is that their one for the tens, like or the twenties, like the twenty twenties? I mean, I, I tend to think that this group should win at least another one or two. Okay. But you never know. Baseball playoffs are just so unpredictable. I don't think they have a really like they that they do, but they don't have a go-to guy in the closing situation like the Dodgers bullpen's been looking a little better of late not that that's anything spectacular mm-hmm. but I think what these guys do is they hit so well that they're front runners oh yeah you and we mean? should also mention Miami Marlins making the playoffs in a full 162 games for the first time since 2003 God bless the Marlins and Jeter left town and they almost got screwed by the Mets that oh, whole tarp situation yes. oh my it's god insane. embarrassing like, what's going on there I, I, I another got... reason to hate on the Mets there you go I, I'm uh, I'm really they're a great Cinderella but I don't know how far they're gonna go they got a couple of those starters that it's are big. lining up that they'd play Philly so bye bye yeah bye bye Philly do you know that Philly's had the best record in baseball since June 1st Really? Best record in baseball since June 1st because they had a horrendous start. They're mm-hmm. April. I think they were 1.9 games out of five, under 500 in May. Mm-hmm. Actually, so the, a little bit of a correction. So if it works out that Milwaukee wins their wild card series, Philly would end up playing Atlanta in the division series. Really? Yeah. Why? Because Cause no the one. third division winner gets the three seed and then the top wild card would get the four seed, right? So... They would play Atlanta, who's oh, the one seed. Okay, so they, who would play Atlanta? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, saying if, if the top they seeds both, won, both right, win. So they would have, they'd get Atlanta right in the next series, right? In the, uh, in the DS. Oh, that should be interesting. I'm calling for Philadelphia all the way, and thank God that maybe Bryce Harper is the reason that we got rid of that terrible umpire, so oh, to speak. Let's if you get right go. into that. Jay, we're, your buddy got fired. What do you got to say about that? Producer Jay. Oh, yeah. So, Jay, are you listening? He's, he's listening. He's your favorite guy. I, let, let's, I heard it was reported. I, um, I think it's 99% sure, but one of the things just before you came in here this morning, I seen it on the thread that he's no longer on, no longer a, he will no longer be employed. Like, the, first of all, the battles that he's had, like we talked about earlier, that's insane. Like, there's, we, why, why should we know an umpire's name? Yeah, I mean, the NHL kind of has a couple problems with that, too, with... Uh, Every sport, yeah. except for football, which I don't think they treat their referees as good as anybody else, if you want my honest opinion. <laughs> no, on. they don't. They should just do better for a sport that big. The monolith they are, the money that they have, just makes me go, really? 
But um, so I should say, I, I don't think this is real news. No? Actually, so I'm looking. At, I'm searching online. I, I don't see anyone talking about it. It was on a Twitter thread that they said reports being he will not play for the for he will not be umpiring during the playoffs. And uh, rumor has it. That's why I say it's maybe okay. not 100%, but they said the rumor is he's not being backed by the um, Baseball Umpires Union Association. They're not backing him anymore. That's right. the word. So th- we'll see now. If he's not done, I don't think he's going to get a assignment during the playoffs. No. I'd be surprised if he did, don't you? I, I would be too. I and mean, also, uh, you mentioned with uh, going back to the wild card races, there's actually still a chance for Houston to get the division. There's a couple, not many scenarios, but there's a couple where they can sneak in and beat Texas. Texas has to lose. Houston has to win. Yeah. And then that's all there is to it? Probably. I thought that Texas had the tiebreaker. Let's see. So if, where are the scenarios here? So Texas has to, oh. Yeah. So basically, yeah, if they, and also somehow the Jays factor in this. If the Jays win or lose because of the yeah. position that they're in. So the scenarios that get Houston the division are uh, Texas loss, Houston win, Jays win, or actually it doesn't matter. Yeah, so as long as Houston wins and Texas loses, then they're there. Then, then Houston gets the division. Yep. But that, uh, that, that's a long shot. And if they do, that even going to make them more secure because they get freaking um, more games at that park. Mm-hmm. Minute Maid, is it called? I forget. I think they changed the name. Or whatever it's called. But anyway, they used to have that horrible they, hill in uh, center field. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, they, they got the train. The, the, yeah, the, um, I'm hearing that the problem with Houston is that their home record is brutal. So that may affect them. So it doesn't matter where they play. I wonder why that is. is. I don't know. Just some teams have been like that. Just the same as Toronto's. Remember my 600 on the road, 500 on the uh, – no, 600, 600 at home, home, 500 on the road nonsense. It worked for most teams, not quite for Toronto, even though we did get in. So my call is, let's just call it round by round. It was going to go. We know in the first round, I think that Toronto plays Minnesota – or Tampa Bay, they're going to win. I think if Houston plays either one of those teams, they're going to win. So what it's going to be is that whoever the fourth team is going to play Baltimore, which I think is going to be Houston, and that means that Toronto would go on to play Texas. Toronto can beat Texas, regardless of that four-game sweep that we had that was an anomaly of things. Well, Texas is just as up and down as we are. There you go. So (laughs) I think that our pitching would get us over the hump with... um, You'd hope. Oh, I think it should, even though Texas can swing the ball. Big shout-out to our former Trevor Simeon, who I do believe should be the— Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon, yes. Um, I'm on the I'm on this bandwagon right now, whether you like it or not. I do believe that uh, Shohan Otani should not be the MVP this year. Oh, you changed your mind. 100%. Seager? Yeah, has to be Seager or Simeon. He's had a great season. Simeon for MVP. He's right up there. Look at his numbers. They're ridiculous. Add in his defense, his contribution to the team, he has to be considered. He'll he'll win. He'll get bonus money from I, his I, contract. To be honest, I wouldn't even have him as a top three. Who else you got ahead of him? Diaz, Tampa Bay. Oh, he's a DH. No, first base. No, okay, plays first base. He's been doing a lot of DH and later, and he's fat. No, I'd take Simeon over him. I would, anyways. I, I just think that he's contributed more to the team. However, you got to give Tampa Bay credit because they're they're in there for the six years in a row or whatever it is. 99 wins, or 98 wins, 90, rather. 90, which you can't sneeze at, but I'm going to go to the same school of thought that I hear a lot of people saying. That type of pitching does not win in the playoffs. 
Got to have a we'll horse. They got two, you said. That's the guy after the third game. We get one of their starters, and we're good. Just say this much. I don't want to bash Chris Bassett. Something about that guy. I heard him on doing an interview the other day, and I, I'm, I'm even more sketchy about the guy. Great numbers, the 200 innings, great control. Only complete game on our staff. Yeah, and not only that, he he is um, what I'm finding. I, I don't think he has a, the, the the type of moxie that I want in a playoff game. Has he ever had a playoff start? I think one with the Mets, right? Probably. Let me. I'm gonna pull that up quickly. But he makes me nervous. Barrios is Barrios. You know what I'm saying? So Kikuchi won't get a start. So he's got. Uh, Bassett's got three starts in his career. Two with Oakland, one with the Mets. Oh, yeah. I forgot about back in the day that when Oakland got in there. Well, only three years ago. Not yeah. that long ago. And then Oakland's fallen off the cliff ever since. Oh, big time. What was his record in the three games? One and two. With an ERA of? Oh, let me... I, I closed that, but... I think his ERA was over four, which is not his thing. Because I think he gets rattled. In a big situation, he gets rattled. We're losing the game. Barrios gets a little excited out there, but he doesn't get rattled. Gosman, you can't tell if he's losing 5 nothing or yeah, winning. Yeah, his ERA is 4.2. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because the pressure of the playoffs, the guy doesn't, you know. And his first hum- playoff start was really good. Seven innings, uh, just one earned run. Everything went just according to plan. Even him talking about, oh, I came to Toronto. I didn't get enough time to ingratiate myself with the city. I can't wait till next year I'll become more involved with everything in the city. And then I'm going to tell him, you're full of shit. We got Gosman telling you where he gets cinnamon buns. You got uh, Kermeyer on a bike, biking around Toronto, just loving it. And Isn't Even it though Kermeyer? he might leave for the Yankees, apparently. Who's that? Kiermaier. Don't we have him for more than one year? No, it's a one-year deal. Ooh, good one-year deal. We lose the Yankees. I'm not worried about it. I'm not, I don't care. We lose him or Chapman. We'll find somebody else well, to get that, in there. Yeah, Chapman, I'm, I'm, I am I'm. don't want to overpay for him, which people are saying you'd have Suggesting to. Suggesting just for his defense. If we keep him, if we get a friendly contract with him, I'll, I'll keep him. But I don't think he's going to go for a friendly contract. Okay, so then we're going to have to go back to your theory, Mr. Milani, where we're not going to care because it's only 10% of the game anyway, right? Yeah, I want a guy who can hit. What's that? I want a guy who can hit. Hey, Guriel, how you doing for Arizona? Should we give them a big shout-out? Oh, Megan, they made the playoffs, too. Yes, they did. And who would have told you at the beginning of the season, like, we we didn't even have Arizona or Miami on the radar. No. I've got it in the book back here where we predicted. We had we both had the Mets. Yes. We both had the yeah. Mets. I think that you had a um, – one of us had a, C, a St. Louis – you had St. Louis. I was not uh, high on St. Louis. I was high on St. Louis too. I remember that. Would I have like probably like Padres or Giants? I would have had. In there. I don't think I had the Padres. I think maybe making a wild card, but that just goes to show you in this day and age, money isn't everything. And you know, no. can, okay. So let's go over to the National League for a second. I'm I'm just going to say this is I think that that's going to be more exciting baseball because I think the rivalries are a little bit more intense for starters. Mm-hmm. And you got some, you got stars that want to be stars. You know what I mean? Like Harper wants to be a star. Freeman wants to be a star. Betts is a star. Um, are anyone forgetting that sometimes stars are made in the playoffs? So let's yep. go to Arizona and that group of kids. Rookie of the year. Yep. 
Uh, with Corbin, what's what's his name? Whatever. He's Corbin Carroll. He's going to make Rookie of the Year. They got the. I don't. They have think a serious Cy Young contender too. Um, what's his name? Galen or whatever. I forget his name. But anyway, we know what he's talking about. I don't think he's going to win it now. I think that it's going to go to Strider because he's going to win twenty games. Zach Gallen. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Gallen. Yeah, he's a great, great, great pitcher. And they got a, two other three guys, but they got three guys in the bullpen. Yeah, they got to Kelly too. He's up there. He's fifth in ERA in the yep. National League. Yep. Oh no, and and their team. If you look at um, um, team pitching, Arizona is not like off the cliff or anything like that i think they're in the top 15 no they're not they're in the top 20 i thought their era was a little bit better than that they're so hitting though their hitting's amazing and their defense everybody can play including having guriel in left field who has not killed them so what oh, we, and, and who they got uh, behind the plate catching too i don't, don't even want to bring that up it just makes me have sad. you seen the, the graphic that they had i think it was mlb network where it's like it showed like what the record was with him and without him in the lineup insane Insane. Oh, by the way, my wife fixed the cable last night. I'm panicked. I turned on MLB Network, and it wasn't showing. <laughs> I, how many How many channels do we have in TV? 4,000? Yeah. I watched 10. One that, of them is MLB yeah. Network, and I turned it on. She reconfigured it because they screwed around with some money. You know how Rogers does, and you got to oh, talk to him and, <laughs> and do all that shit. And all of a sudden, I turn on this morning. I go to get the baseball. No MLB. Psh, I was shaking. Damn. You know what I mean? I get up in the morning, two screens go on, MLB and uh, NFL Network. I just start my day. I don't go check the news. Let's just go yeah. to the networks. You know what Consider I mean? Consider getting uh, DAZN because they have MLB Network. What's that? Uh, DAZN. Are they have MLB it? Network. Oh, yeah. Then maybe I should just get yeah. that. But I've already paid for the super for, oh, the, for the pack because I, I can't beat it. Anybody out there that think of, uh, if you have the if you have the zone, if you do streaming, all of that stuff's amazing. It's a little bit cheaper. But my setup oh, says oh. I gotta have a Rogers thing or a Bell because how do you run four four? And that's gonna get four boxes. I'm gonna pay two hundred bucks for it. Yeah, stream knows. But over time, it would do it. But that's that's the way it is there. So um, I can't wait to get my MLB back because I want to see what the prognosticators say. But there's a couple things that came up in baseball this week that I think that we should allude to. And I want to know what your opinion of them. The first one is, did you see Hader did not want to go into the eighth inning this week? No. He absolutely refused to play. The manager went out there, Bob Melvin, said no. And he said, I don't pitch eighth innings, pal. <laughs> and went sat down. How does that happen in baseball? Is that just frustration where the... Padres season's going though. Do you think that plays into it? No, I think it's because it's his contract. Mm. He's a free agent and he wants to be known as the guy that comes out in three. Remember when he came out in Milwaukee, he had pitched nine outs, uh, nine out uh, saves and shit like that. Oh yeah. And now all of a sudden he said, "No, I'm not." And and you know San Diego had a, a snowball's chance in hell of making it. They had that great run at the end. But I'm telling you right now, that guy would be out of town. I don't care yeah. if he's Cy Young. You do that on my team, you're out of town. That's insubordination on the highest level. Why didn't he pull a Billy Martin and tell the guy to go out there or take your jersey off? That's what I would have done. You know what I mean? I would have yeah. said, gone. You're gone right now. In front of the team, I would have said. You, That's you, bad. It's awful. And, 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 and San Diego played it down because they're going to try to re-sign him because he's oh, sure. a top reliever. He's, what, 28 years old? I mean, he's in the prime of his career, some say. Yeah. And you're going to, I'm not playing. I'm not playing today. I don't, I, I don't do eight innings. Well, I, mean, I don't if you do make... mushrooms, and I don't do asparagus, but I do eight innings. There, If you make a scene out of it, too, you uh, like risk making a scene with the players' union, right? And I think that you just want to avoid that mess. The guy is paid to play baseball. Here's the ball. That. Run out to the mound. Last time I checked, it said RP. 
It didn't say SP. So that means when we need your sorry ass on the mound, get the hell out there and pitch. The guy said no. Okay, shouldn't talk that loud. In any event, um, it's crazy. Like you, I've never seen this. Uh, I've seen like back in the day, Billy Martin swinging at guys, Sparky Anderson cutting guys for yep. doing shit like managers are yelling and screaming. But this case here, I think that's the biggest case of insubordination I've ever seen in my life. I, 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 I'm gone. I don't care who good you are. You know, if you're Jesus and you don't go to the mound, Jesus, you're gone. <laughs> uh, like, like, what does the rest of the team think? I don't know. Even though it's considered one of the worst dugouts, I mean, clubhouses in baseball. Yikes. That's that's what they're saying. No wonder they're 500. With all those players and all those numbers, it just goes to show to me that it's not always about money. In any event, we're going to be doing some earlier shows coming up this week. We'll continue on with our baseball prognosis. But what are you saying right now? I'm calling for a Philly-Toronto World Series. I think some people telling me it's like when I want that leprechaun to come up my driveway on a unicorn. I've been hearing a lot of people saying you're, that might happen first. Yeah. But I'll take my chances because I believe in leprechauns and I believe in unicorns. I'll okay. say Atlanta-Houston. That's the easy pick. <laughs> I think it's the right pick. Okay, we're going to go like that. We're going to start now, but we will be keeping you updated as the rounds go I've on. I've been high in the Astros all From season. From all season, I know you said you said they would come down like Secretariat on the outside lane and race down and win the division, and they still may. they got a game yep. to go. In any event, um, we here at the house that happens, we are feverently, passionately, and excitedly cheering for our Toronto Blue Jays. Agreed? 100%. Go Jays. Go Jays. No matter what we've said, done, bitched, screamed, yelled, Go Jays, go. Speaking of go Jays, go, we got some interesting things happening to that monolith called football, including we're going to be getting out of here as quick as we can because the Miami Buffalo Bill game is, has to be the marquee game of the week, correct? Oh, 100%. How do we get it on over here? I hope it's going to come on right away, right behind us. Oh, by the way, I think it will. Um, we're going to get to that. How do you think of the football season going for, for so far? Uh, well, I mean... I had a bunch of notes about last week. So, first of all, your Lions being the Falcons. One pride, baby! <laughs> One pride. And not, that, that's a, who cares about the Falcons? Did you see what we did to the Green Bay Packers on national TV oh, yes. on Thursday night? Bitch slapped them. Stole their car, stole their weed, and banged their girlfriend. That was a good night to say that as a Detroit Lion disciple. I was excited. And I don't think now, I, I'm you know... Andrew, I've been saying this all year. Stomping on people's feet. Yep. Do you know I had a baseball cap on yesterday? Okay. Guess what baseball cap it was? Detroit Lions. I was walking into gas stations. People were shouting out to me. I couldn't believe it. I wear a ba The only reason I got the baseball cap is straight out of the shower. Oh, okay. <laughs> straight out of the shower. Rake put it on. You screw it on like you know those screw-ons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't unscrew it. Boom. Hair goes. Can't yeah. get it back on. But I screwed the baseball hat on. Showed up at this party. People, what are you doing with a baseball cap on? You know, my son got it immediately. My oldest son shouted out, Dad, that's, that's wicked. That's what I expected to see. However, um, I think this Detroit team is for real. Big shout out to the branch kid playing the secondary. I hope he's okay. He had that little calf issue in the game. He came back in. But we play like Dan Campbell. And if you don't have a kneecap, who cares? <laughs> Okay. Three, three and one. Three and one. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Big shout out to my son today. Miss you forever. I'm going to cheer for the Vikings today. Um, but zero and three Vikings nowhere to be found. Chicago uh, Bears oh, are dumpsters. The, the frauds known as the LA Chargers. I mean, 
there you go. Yeah. And uh, not only that, that the, the, the Chicago uh, is a complete dumpster fire as far as I'm oh. concerned. And uh, how do you how do you get $100,000 of equipment stolen off your... Yeah, what, what was with that? <laughs> okay, so the, the, the quarterback's saying he doesn't know about the coaching. The coaching doesn't give him any running plays when he's a run option quarterback. They have no wide receivers, and they lose $100,000 worth of equipment. That is, I don't know, the Chicago Bears, man. Like, I just feel bad for their fans. This is like Browns Coos shit. Oh, who gives a shit? I hope they're rotten hell. But that's another story. How well, do you get $100,000 worth of This is Browns Coos shit. Inside job, obviously. Probably. Come on. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is what they use to, like, maintain the field gear. $100,000 in gear to maintain your field. Someone opens up the door and says, oh, we got something missing. Yeah. How does that happen? <laughs> So I'm saying that Detroit's call on winning the division this year, I'm more solid about it than ever. Yeah. What I want to really do is get to some of the frauds that are in the in the NFL. And one team I don't want to bring up, but they killed everybody. They killed a lot of people's survivors picks last week. Oh, And yes. they look terrible. Uh, and that's America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, so they lost 28-16 to 16 in Arizona. Last weekend, that was just a shocking defeat. Okay, so you would have been out of the survivors pool because yes, I, I would have had... picked Dallas. Okay, no, 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 that we're going to go and check the tape, Mister Milani. You told everybody if you want to fade the Cardinals, fade the yeah. Cardinals. How did that happen? You know what? Uh, let's give the Cardinals um, um, uh, a little uh, gut check here. They have played a modicum of defense. Okay, sure. They puked. I should have told up. people to fade the Bears, but oh yeah, that's another <laughs> one. But they, uh, if you remember correctly, uh, they should have beat Atlanta. Atlanta had that crazy comeback to beat them, wasn't it Atlanta? Let me just check my schedule here. So if you actually so. look at, at at Arizona and what they have done so far, like look, let's see who who have they played of any significance? Have they played? They played at Washington. They played them tough, but how t- how good is Washington? We don't know, especially after that beating they took from Buffalo last yeah. week. I think they're going to take a beating today to Philadelphia. Oh, I think they're. I took that all day long. Then they played Green Bay. They should have beat Green Bay. Green Bay had that great comeback, right? Mm-hmm. So they got away with that one. Then what do they do after puking up to Green Bay? They beat the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so if they were supposed to be so bad, how did that happen? And what are they doing today? Who do they play again? San Francisco. So they will come back to earth quite easily. So that yes. just tells me, do you know, Do you still feel that Dallas Cowboy is one of the top three teams in the NFC? Top three? Top. That's the word around um, the campfire. Everyone's going on. Remember last year? I would agree with that. I'm not. I'm going to tell you why. First of all, everyone says Kansas City. Remember when they blew that game against Jacksonville last year? Yes. In Jacksonville, they just puked it up badly. I think that was week five or six. They were looking forward Dallas, what are they looking forward to? They're that good that they think they can just skip other teams? What about that vaunted defense? Greatest defense since the 85 Bears and the 2000 Okay, so you're making you're splitting hairs here. Week, uh, was it, week five versus week three? Like, come on. Anything can think, happen on know. any given Sunday. Exactly. But what happened with, um, I will give Kansas City more break because it was drop balls and a couple of bad uh, turnovers, and that can happen to anybody on Sunday. Arizona roughed up Dallas. They went at them hard. Don't you agree? Sure they did. So I no longer, when we do our power ratings, I will say no. I say I I, I will not talk. So who, who are your top three teams in the NFC then? San Francisco is yeah, one. Sure. Philadelphia, Philadelphia is the other one. Now we look around the league and it's all a bunch of, I don't want to say it's a bunch of um, 
how would you put it? Uh, I don't want to say it's a bunch of standarounds, but I do believe that we're going to have to start giving teams credit on a more regular basis, and that includes my Detroit Lions. Because let's look at the Lions' schedule here. They beat Kansas City. Okay. We totally puked it up to Seattle. That was a game that yeah. we gave away. We should have won, but that happens. We dominated Atlanta in our house like we're supposed to, then went into Lambeau Field, and crushed a team that was supposed to be Jordan Love's coming out to the home crowd BS because it's the same old Lions. People, it's not the same old Lions. Get that straight in your head right now. One of the teams I am concerned about is um, I do believe that the Seattle Seahawks are a little bit better than I originally thought. I thought they would have a fallback. So the top three teams, in my opinion, uh, you'd still have to put Dallas there because they're the Cowboys. But when are they going to start talking about my Detroit Lions? Are we a top five team in the NFC? Three and one oh, record, top, top five for sure. Top five, but I'm saying we're going to sniff it I, If you ask me to name who the number five is, five team is, I might have a little bit of trouble, but... Big time. And, and you know what team that also I, I feel sorry for? We'll see today what the happens in the quarterback situation in, uh, with the New Orleans Saints is that New Orleans Saints defense is for real. They're, they're like something to... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So at the end of the season, because that's such a weak, weak division, I can see eventually that who's going to come out of that division. Right now, I think it's going to be the Saints. Oh, you're changing your pick. Yeah, who did I have originally? Atlanta. Yes, but I'm, I'm saying now that I'm going to... I should say the Atlanta bandwagon, but I just don't think the quarterback is enough now. And what was the final score today? Jacksonville beat them. 23-7, right? excuse me. Great. I got that on the spread. I got that yep. on my tickets. As, as you can see, um, Mr. Milani, not that I gamble on ProLine and make a whole bunch of picks here. But <laughs> I know that uh, stack of papers looking pretty thick. Uh, okay, let's keep that a secret until I win. But in any event, a big shout-out to my Detroit Lions. I really think that Philadelphia and San Francisco are a step above every team in the league. Dallas was supposed to be there with their defense, but they got out-muscled. And you know one of the things they did that was really interesting? They ran the ball straight at Micah Parsons, ran it right down his throat. Mm -hmm. Isn't this guy supposed to be Superman, Godzilla, and Incredible Hulk all in one guy? Oh, he's phenomenal. They ran. They gutted him. Lawrence Taylor never got gutted till the end of his career. Okay? I'm not comparing him to Lawrence Taylor. Uh, thank you very much because I'm tired of that talk. And I think Micah Parsons is a great, great player. Don't get me wrong. Guy, one of the best young talents mm. in the league. I think Dallas is fraudulent. And here's the number one reason why. They can't score in the red zone. Well, they can't get a touchdown pass in the red zone. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So when you like all those games that they won, they won like that either there was a scoop and score by the defense and four field goals. Yeah. Everybody knows a feel good's good now and again. But if you're going in the red zone and all getting field goals, you end up as a 500 team. You need to get in the, house. You you know get in the house. So that's what I got to say. Dallas Cowboys, can I say th three things? No, I'm not allowed to say that because I don't want to swear in air. But I want to say because I'm sick of the Cowboys already. I'm so sick of it. They get their ass kicked and they're the number one. Everyone's talking about them right off the top. Yeah. Which what they should be talking about is the Taylor Swift effect <laughs> on the NFL. We're back, up, back to this, eh? I just want to say that I think that the New York Jets are another dumpster fire. So what do you oh, say about Patriots the coach? Oh, Patriots got that first one of the season. Well, that's fifteen ten. Okay, well, finally, but, nice to get back in the win column. <laughs> do you think that the, your New England team is going to give Dallas a fight? Bill Belichick's five and one against the Dallas Cowboys. <sighs> I think that the Cowboys are going to have a big kickback. I think we're gonna we're gonna get trounced. I think you're gonna have a rough time. But I think that you know what? I think it's going to be closer. They'll they'll close the spread like like because that's that's my opinion. You think it's going to be like a super low scoring game? I think that I'm going to bet the under. I'm not done gambling. Going, oh, I didn't get out. I got to get out by four. But anyways, um, I think it's going to be under in this way. 
Bill Belichick is a defensive genius. Yep. Look at he's a top five defense in this league right now. Like, I mean, who's got better? Cleveland's looking good. San Francisco's defense, Pittsburgh's defense. The, but my beloved Detroit Lions, who had the worst defense in the, in the history of the first eight games last year, have got, come for a circle. They got some dogs mm-hmm. on that team, man. I'm telling you. Did you see them just crush both sides of the line of scrimmage? Oh, yeah. That's what you call That travels. That travels. And I only see in the NFC. That's why I like the Saints. I think it's unfortunate that Carr went down. we got to see what Winston's going to do. But the Saints have a good defense. And the reason I'm kind of hedging now is because I say we started the season. I said we should go after week four and make our predictions because then we get a better view of what everyone's Mm -hmm. doing. Atlanta's got good defense too, but what happened today? They couldn't score. They can't score. You know what I mean? And and they got a running game and and a weak quarterback. So I'm saying that the Saints have a little bit more offense. They got that rookie guy named, um, what's his name? Christian Olave, whatever his name is. Olave. Olave. That guy's a stud. And Michael Thomas is going to come around, and they got a big tight end, so they could be there. But really, in the Derek NFC, Derek Carr's playing today. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, he is. Oh, I'm glad I took the Saints. But anyways, I'm I'm going to say this: as of Week Four, I really think that there's only two teams that could you name the teams to beat in the NFC, and that's um, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and San, San Francisco. I agree. My Detroit Lions are knocking on the door, and Dallas has a place on the mantle when you want to consider what they did the first two weeks. Sure. But if they lose today to New England. That would be amazing. I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. I've got them bet all over the place. And, and speaking of that, let's go back to the AFC, which to me is becoming the soap opera of the NFL, regardless of the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, whatever's going on. The reason I'm thinking about soap operas, let's just start with the New York Jets. Oh, my God. Where, what? To, where to begin? Um, Coaching. Coaching. I think some of the coaching in the NFL this year has been atrocious. Some of the decision oh, made. What is the Staley coach of the Chicago of the Los Angeles Chargers? Oh, he's the worst. Do you see him go I'm for four? I've said this before. I'm shocked he has a job. Top five quarterback in the NFL on your team got a gun for an arm, knows what he's doing, and you go fourth and go on your own twenty-four with that less was... than three. And like, what were you thinking? I. I... <laughs> They, they're lucky they came out of that game with a win. Only, they are so lucky. Only because of the tip pass. Um, yes. I, the tip pass. Like Cousins had the right thing. The guy tipped oh the pass. God. I'm kind of feeling bad for Kirk Cousins. You know he's a top three ranked quarterback in the league as we speak. Yep. He's like, uh, I, I looked in fantasy. He's like uh, number like one or two in a lot of leagues too. Yeah. No, yeah. his numbers are great. But Minnesota's defense is horrendous. You know, they they have e-fence. There's no D in their game. <laughs> Let's get to that right away. So if we want to talk about the top three teams in the AFC. Who are you giving me? Well, let's just talk about the glory of one team. Um, I, I You know I'm a hater. How good I hate? I haven't had a chance to hate these guys, but let's go back to when I was in high school, okay? Who did I hate the most? The M&M's. Minnesota and the Miami Dolphins. I hated those guys. I'm glad I got to hate them back. I hope the Buffalo Bills sodomize them on national TV today because I'm sick of hearing about those pieces of scum. They barely beat New England with a good defense. Okay. Who did they beat last week? Oh, we don't even bring that team up. That coach should be fired. Sean Payton, you're a fool now. Oh, you're always saying you should be fired. Oh, we can't be fired. He's too much money. But all that shit that he said before the season... And he wouldn't finish his press conference when your mouth's that big and you yeah. say that much. Wow, well, you, you you just got embarrassed. I mean, 
He talked about the coaching of the, the other coaches, the, the structure, Russell Wilson, blah, 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 blah. He gave up a 70-burger, bro. <laughs> a 70-burger. I don't – that's never happened in my life. And ju- it wasn't even through, like, the they passing game. It was just bully ball. 100%. They sat Tua in the fourth quarter. It was that Mike White guy that the Jets yeah. should have kept. He fired yeah. a couple of bombs, and they, they could have scored 80. Yeah. I'm really... They could have gone for the record. They could have gotten a field goal to get the record, but... I hate everything about Miami, but their coach. Yeah. He looks like Waldo. (laughs) The guy has got some weird moxie going on. I don't know how to explain it. If he walked in the room with 40 people and they say, start picking out the NFL coaches, I wonder where I'd put him. (laughs) Just sound like like he'd be 38th? (laughs) 39th? Okay, yeah. No, no. Put him over there. He ain't the coach. Look at that, that, that six foot four guy. This guy. No, 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 no. Then he comes out with his freaking. Well, where's Waldo? Look, great scheming. Got his defense playing very, very well. But however, let's go see who Miami has played. The truth's in the pudding. That's why I say about four teams. Who has Miami played? We wanna wanna. Yep. Let's reiterate. Here we go. Okay. Week one, the Miami Dolphins played who? Hmm. Didn't they play nobody? <laughs> Actually, they, expand they, on who they who they, uh, they played the Chargers in in um, L.A. So and, and remember the Chargers made a few mistakes. It was a close game. They barely got past them. They barely got past them, and and okay, that's what happened. Then week two, they played Miami. I mean, they New played England. New England, and that was a tough game. Beat them by just a touchdown. There you go, and that was a tough game. And then of course week three, they ran into that insatiably insane god bless america team the denver broncos come on give me a break so are you uh, jumping on my hot take that uh, denver are fraudulent 100 percent. oh 100 got you the reason being is i yes, thought that defense, Cruz, let's go uh, it's, it's like um I, I was never a denver fan ever i'm not even a fan of those teams that division i was one of the divisions i never really could care about in the first place but i will say this when they come in with first they got the russell wilson thing they got a couple wide receivers. They beefed up their defense. I heard, uh, can I have a big shout out to Ryan Clark? You know who Ryan Clark is? My favorite football analyst, and he's got a funny streak. Oh, yeah. He had his dog on the show the other day. It was just great. But um, he said, go look at the film, and let's go back to Pop Warner and called Grab and Roll. Oh, what yeah. Grab and Roll is, that's how you learn to tackle. He said, go look at the tackling. So, you know, I, I had the game on, and I rewatched the game because they're showing it everywhere because of the great explosion of offense. Denver didn't tackle. It was so, so bad. Some, some apathy there, perhaps? Uh, something's going on in the, it's the clubhouse. When your clubhouse is, the dressing room's a mess, everyone says it, it you can't go back. Um, and, the, and the thing is, is that... Uh, I would pin that on the quarterback, I bet. Well, he's, he, you know what? The best, he's a weirdo. The best thing about Denver last week was Russell Wilson. Believe it or not, when you look at it, he he, he did play a decent game. I mean, he, he nothing to write home about. But um, yeah. the thing about Miami is I think that this game today is going to be the ones that's going to decide. Buffalo and Miami right here. Buffalo got embarrassed week one. What have they done the last two weeks? They looked very strong. Oh, and you don't think coming into their house that every the ghost of freaking Jim Kelly is not going to be in there or the spirit of Jim Kelly and whatever? Yep. I think the fans are going to be like worth a field goal today. Sure. With the hype coming in. And, and like, are you going to be surprised if Buffalo wins? 
No, I'm picking them to win, in fact. I already did. Go Buffalo. We want you to beat Miami. So what do you think are the top three teams in the AFC? That's even tougher than the NFC. No, it isn't. It's so easy. Number one, Kansas City Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl again. That's the easiest number one, yeah. They're going to win. And they're not even considered number one. The number one team considered in the league is the Miami Dolphins. Which blows no. my mind. No. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't either. Them. I'm going there. But look at look at around the rest of the division. Oh, okay, the Bills. I think the top three teams. If I had to pick two and three, I would say Buffalo. Honestly, and probably Baltimore. No, after that loss last week, they better win this week. Cincinnati got to rear their head. They they came up with that big win on Monday night. They got they they got to win today. But um, with Deshaun Jackson not playing, that's a gimme for Baltimore. It should, should be. be. But what's weirding me out? Is the Indianapolis Colts? Yeah, they should not be two and one. Yes, they should. I mean, like, but like, yes, they should. Okay, maybe you're, I think you're misunderstanding me. Like, not that they like shouldn't be two and one, but just like how how this happened. Defense, their defense is underrated. They got a pack of dogs, kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, and and you know what? They got a good structure. And this is here's the amazing thing: they got a great O line. And what are what is Indianapolis missing right now? Oh, well, they're, they're running back. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor's not even playing yeah. him, so he'd be taking minutes off the clock. My sleeper team is the Indianapolis Colts. Even though I picked it Jacksonville, I still think they, they've righted the ship today. They will still go, and we're going to see. You'd think, but, I mean, that loss uh, to Houston is still a huge red flag. The other team I want to talk about, I thought Houston would be more of a team that you'd follow around on a survivor thing. They play defense because... CJ Stroud's been... Way impressive. The, the, I yeah. think he's been better looking than um, um, Anthony Richardson. Now, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So here's my here's my take on this. Okay. One of my other favorite hates the Ohio State Buckeyes. Where did C.J. Stroud go to school? Was he a Buckeye? He was the starting quarterback, and, and when Michigan got on him, Michigan was the only team that got on him. This guy looked pro ready at Ohio State. Like you know what I mean? I thought he might even been better than Bryce Young. Yep. I liked his size better. I liked his arm strength. And now look at it. Bryce has already got knocked around at 5'9". Yep. yep. C.J. Stroud is a big boy. Big, strong boy. And, and he's learned from week to week. And, and you know what happened is, what they say is, which this is why I say coaching is so bad, Houston has implemented some of the Ohio State plays <laughs> that work for C.J. Stroud. That seems to work for these yeah, young yeah. guys. Oh, Bryce Young. They took a few Alabama plays, put it in the Carolina book mm-hmm. what have they done for zach wilson in the new york jets did they ever check to see where he played and maybe helped the guy out he's got two running backs on their old lines a little shaky they got Brees hall and dalvin cook they didn't run the ball 15 times dalvin cook's barely being used <laughs> i heard he's he's rusty from the camp that's the word is he's not quite in the shape that he should be and i think he's coming around but shouldn't you run the ball to support your guys? Absolutely. And where is this all-world New York Jet defense? I'm still looking for it. <laughs> um, I heard they're on the bus way into town. I don't want to really knock them, but I'm saying to me, uh, I, I'm not, I, I'm not there at all with that. I think the division, the best division, is going to be um, the AFC South. I don't think, and, I, and I'm, I'm starting to what I'm the most competitive. Like at wow. the end of the year. No, I mean when you're going to watch, like who's going to win? Like I'm saying, by the time we get to say American Thanksgiving, um, the Dolphins and Bills will separate themselves. The Chiefs will separate oh, themselves. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? But the I one, think that I think the North is the North is going to be too, like too because too. because of Pittsburgh. 
Pittsburgh is giving up 70 points, which sounds like a lot. But when a lot of times that they spend on the field because yeah. their offense doesn't score, God. Oh, their offense is a big issue. Matt Canada, that, oh. that he's another guy that I'm surprised still has his job in he, the NFL. He's going to lose. Maybe it. the worst offensive coordinator in the league. Okay, so let's go back to last week really quickly because we're not going to run long because football has started and we want to get out of here. By the yeah, way, gotta, really, gotta enjoying, picks. really enjoying the show, by oh, the way. Oh, and by the way, I got to rant about uh, the Sunday nighter last week, the Steelers-Raiders game. The Raiders going for the field goal at the end, like that made no sense whatsoever. You're like you knew you weren't going to get get the ball back. So the name of this episode is going to be called "Bad Coaching and Gamemanship." Because what were we talking about in the uh, baseball? Some sketchy gamemanship, Ryder Cup, sketchy gamemanship, and now bad refereeing in the NFL. It's all over the league. Everybody, like, how did the Raiders guy get that? I like the fact that I like Josh the, McDaniels, man, he looks like a, a lost, a lost soul without Bill Belichick, doesn't he? He certainly does. And you know what's even crazier? Didn't you like Sean McVie kicking the field goal to cover the spread? <laughs> I, I love that. I was just ecstatic. Um, these guys know, of course, they know what's going on. They don't know the spread. I'm just saying this big shout out to my buddy Matt Stafford. Uh, my girl Mina Kime said that she's. She said he was the best-looking quarterback first three weeks in the NFL, regardless of that horrible offensive line where Cincinnati just crushed him. And Mina Kimes on mat leave, by the way. She's about to have her, uh, her Drop baby. Drop a kid. Good yeah. luck, Mina. It's, I'm still pissed it's not mine, but that's, <laughs> that's another story. Good luck to that, Mina. We're going to miss you. We're yeah, going to miss you. Her podcast, she said she's going to be on hiatus for like uh, about like a month or something. Yeah. I, I, or a month and a half, I think. So Good for her. And I'm glad. And, and oh, by the way, did I not introduce you to her? You did. Thank you, you did. very much. She's one of my favorites. Her, L. Duncan, uh, Diana Rossini. Um, I got one of my buddies listening to her podcast now, too. Oh, yeah. He's cool. Yeah. But she knows her shit. Yeah. She says stuff. I go, oh, man, you know what? If I'm going to be honest with you, Andrew, you know what I've been doing? And notice my mouth is running 90 as usual. Because I'm convalescing, I'm starting to get numbers in my eyes. When I look in the mirror, I don't see nothing anymore. I see numbers. Constantly reading numbers. Right. I don't know if it's going to pay off this week, but let's just take a look at what happened last week before we get out of here, just before we get this week. Week three, we all took San Francisco. We were correct. We all took Baltimore. The ND defense fraudulently well, made Baltimore look fraudulent. But here's the deal. They were missing, what was it? They are missing everybody, Baltimore. Sure. So they, they made a mistake there. Tennessee at Cleveland. Took Cleveland. We were confident in that. Yep. Atlanta, Detroit. We took Detroit. We were confident in that. Yep. New Orleans at Green Bay. We took Green Bay, even though New Orleans puked that game up. Houston at Jacksonville. We all took Jacksonville. How did that happen? One of the frauds of the week. I don't get it. Denver at Miami. We took that going away. We just didn't know the beating was going to be that badly. <laughs> I was at a family gathering and like I was just showing people like check out this score. I was like, what? Uh, like people like not even like they don't watch football that much. Like how'd that happen? The best thing I ever heard was that Ryan Clark said it reminded him of a high school basketball game where that high school team had six brothers and the other guys had like three accountants. And at the end of the game, the score is 100 to two. Yeah. That's what their best player is like a five foot eight white guy or something. Yeah, exactly. And then they just, he said it was like that. I cracked up when I heard it, but it was true. Los Angeles at Minnesota. I took the Vikings. But did they cover? I think it was just a backdoor cover. No. Um, the Rams, I mean, Chargers won. Remember, they shouldn't have won. Yes. Minnesota, bad coaching. 
New England at the Jets. We all took New England. That was a good score. Buffalo at Washington. We took <laughs> Buffalo. That was the gimme. I took Beating. Seattle all day. Seattle's for real. I really believe they are. Now, here's where it gets dicey. How did Dallas lose to Arizona again? Jimmy, what is your AI telling us today, uh, Jerry Jones? You see his IR, AI thing Yeah, yet? that they have at the stadium, yeah. That means you, you can just ask have questions. You have too much money when you build something like that. We took Pittsburgh at Vegas. I think I took Vegas and the Pittsburgh and the points, and they pulled it off. On Monday night, I got bitch slapped. Um, I took the Rams. I took Philly, but I took the Rams. I'm in love with Matt Stafford. I have a boy crush on him, a man crush, whatever you call man that. Crush, Bromance yeah. or whatever stupid thing you want to call. I love Matt Stafford. Which brings us to today. Today, should I let you know what my six-game parlay is for starters? Sure, let's do it. Okay, let's take, first of all, my 16-game parlay, if I win in the bar, which is a roller, I took the Jags. The biggest mistake I made was I was going to send my picks in on Thursday night. I got nervous about Detroit being in Lambeau. Even though I picked Detroit to win the game, I did not put them on my parlay. I stood in the corner for half an hour. Immediately, okay? <laughs> so my parlay this week is going to be, I got Minnesota. No, no, I don't got Minnesota. I've got, um, I got New Orleans. I got Philadelphia. I got Cincinnati. I got Dallas, Kansas City, and Seattle. That's my 16 parlay. So if that's going to do you any good, I had four. I had the first two weeks, I had five out of six. Last week, I had Jacksonville, Dallas, and whoever, the, all the upsets that were yeah. in there. So that gets us to this week, Mr. Milani. Do you have a look at the games? Who do you like? So let's get started. Pittsburgh at Houston, closing odds. Pittsburgh by three and a half at Houston. I'm taking the Steelers. You're taking the Steelers. Let me get my pen out here so we can have proper, proper. Don't I have a pen? I guess three notebooks. You know, I'm a notebook guy. I want a big shout out to my best friend, Glenn Lacouvi, who brought me, uh, Andrew, he brought me six of these brand new books. Nice. He knows me. Okay. Any event, the first one is Pittsburgh, you're saying? Yeah. Didn't you already write these down? I, yeah, I guess. Yes, I did. Week four. We, we did that before we started. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Okay. So you, did you take Detroit on, on Thursday? Thursday? Yes. I was, uh, I was telling you the story where we were telling yes. one of our sales reps to take Detroit. Yes, got yeah. you there. Okay, so who did you say you started off with there? Pittsburgh. I'll, I'll take the Steelers. We both are taking the Steelers. What do you got next? Uh, Rams at Indianapolis. Rams favored by one and a half on the road. I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking that with trepidation. If Matt Stafford was not playing for the Rams, I would not be taking them. Uh, Minnesota at Carolina. Gimme. Minnesota favored by four and a half on the road. I'm taking the Vikings. Or sorry, I'm, I, I took the uh, Carolina, didn't I? Yes, you did. did. And yeah. so guess what? We're betting a pint on that. And you're going to pay me two pints if they win by 20? Sure. That's what you heard it here <laughs> sure. first. That's how we work at the house that happens. Next. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. New Orleans favored by four and a half. Saints all day, baby. You heard me preaching the pontification about the greatness of Saints defense. We're taking it all day. Next. Washington at Philadelphia. Philadelphia oh. favored by eight and a half. I think Philadelphia is going to win by double digits. They're going to gut them like you got pike. You know when you're fishing, you got to cut it oh, yeah. Got, they're going to gut them. Next. Buffalo hosting Miami. Buffalo favored by two and a half at home. Taking the Bills. All day, Buffalo, Jim, um, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and the defense. They're going to knock yep. some around. Tua, I hope he's standing at the end of the game. Great old line on Miami, by the way, but we're taking the Bills in this house. Cincinnati at Tennessee. I think we both took Cincinnati. Uh, we both took Cincinnati here. Yes, we did. Cincinnati favored by two and a half on the road. Should be an easy win. Yep. 
Baltimore at Cleveland, no Deshaun Watson. Baltimore favored by the, two and a half I on the road. Baltimore, I'm taking Baltimore. Yeah. Took Baltimore too, yep. Uh, Denver at Chicago, two of the oh, Battle of 0-3. Oh, come on. Just wrecked my day. <laughs> Denver Just favored by two and a half oh, on the road. wrecked my day. what I take Isn't there? that about football? We love football. We want it 24 hours. And if that was the only game that come up today, what would you be saying? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I got to take Denver just because that De- that be just because um Russell Wilson is better than Justin Fields. I took Denver too, right? And I hate it. Yes, we did. Yeah. We both took Denver. Yeah. Um Raiders at Chargers. Uh I'm only taking the Chargers because it's in LA. Yeah, it's yeah, uh Chargers favored by six and a half at home taking the Chargers. Starting to feel sorry for Josh Daniels, man. He takes a lot of he, well, the coaching. If well, you don't he coach did right, that to himself. You but. got it. Okay, next. Uh, Arizona will be in San Francisco today at four thirty. San Francisco favored by two touchdowns at home. I'm still taking the 49ers. Can I say one thing about Arizona? Did you see their quarterback? I don't know if this was a good idea. He went to the pro shop to buy one of his own jerseys. They don't even have one. Oof. Now, would she have done that on Twitter? Doesn't that show up the team? Isn't that kind of weird? That's very weird. He he put it on Twitter and everything. Like he come in, he goes, "I just wanted to buy some jerseys for my family." Oh, look what do we got? Nothing that says Dobbs. To be fair, he is the number two when he uh, wasn't even in camp when exactly. the camp started. So whatever, yeah. okay. But anyway, continue. Uh, Kansas Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs at the New York Beating. Jets. Kansas City favored by eight points on the road. I'm still taking the Chiefs. Easy. Do you think Taylor Swift will have pom poms in the in the suite this time? Is she going to leave the building in a popcorn machine? Uh, well, she maybe be it's a road game, game, so maybe she's going to be less uh, less fired up. Like not not as uh, you know fake. Yeah, fake. Did you see her jumping around? That's where I flicked the channel. I think it's great for like all that stuff that people like TMZ bullshit. Do you think that she's that? Did you see how excited she was? It's her boyfriend. Says who? They weren't even holding hands coming in the stadium. Is it her boyfriend or is this just a good stunt? I don't know. I like how Kelsey got in on this. Because they played, she played the two shows at Arrowhead, yeah. and he sent the gift like, "This is amazing. We don't even do this kind of deal." Yeah. And she says, "Who's this guy? Oh, is he good looking?" I think my prediction is Travis Kelsey will end up being in a song. Probably There's in like two, three years, she's gonna have a song named Travis. And how bad he was—a good football player, bad and bad. I don't know, something silly. <laughs> Small <laughs> that, penis. I don't know. Yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> she's gonna say something, and it's gonna be just—I don't know. I really like his brother, though, and I heard that his, um, what's his brother's name? The center for Philadelphia. Jason. Jason. I heard that his documentary is amazing. I seen him on the Pat McAfee show this week. He was off the charts. Now, can I just say something about the Pat McAfee show? It's growing on me, bro. My mom likes Pat McAfee, believe it or not. Mrs. Milani, you and I got to go out for a drink. How can you not like Pat McAfee? I know people that don't. You know why? Because it's like either you like him or you don't because yeah. he's got that like High puppy energy. dog yeah. knocking things off the table. But he... Wrestling energy. I think we've alluded to that before. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, the Thunderdome. Yeah. Welcome to the Thunderdome. But the way that he presents it is so real. And he's the master of insulting somebody that doesn't sound like he's insulting them. Oh, yeah. And that's an art. Like, uh... like he said how badly Chicago was. And you're thinking, hey, Chicago's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> like just trashed them totally, but it did it in such an elegant way. And you know what? He's enthusiastic about the game. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. So uh, Mrs. Milani, we are Pat McAfee. He's really grown on me. The first couple of shows I went out ah, because I think one time was live at a at a at a note thing. And oh, it was like sure. a college thing, and it got got all messy. 
But when he comes on there, and big shout out to AJ Hawk. Do you see yesterday the the kick in the field goals or whatever? No, I gotta oh, watch that it. That's funny. on tape. Great, I got it yeah. on tape. I'll take a look when I go home. Big shout out to his crew, including AJ Hawk, who's outstanding in asking questions. Like when the when pro people come on, my thing with the Pat McAfee show is what's going to happen when football's over. What do they talk about? I think he follows a few other sports. But, oh, he has to. Yeah, But ha- uh, we should get back to the picks. Oh, yeah. So uh, I should also mention Kansas City Jets. That's going to be the Sunday nighter. That's going to be a disappointing one, I think. Word around the campfires are going to start flexing them out. You know how many primetime games that they're on the schedule uh, for? Eight? Well, Sunday night, when do they start flexing that? That's a Not little bit... for another two weeks or yeah. three weeks. But yeah. I, I've heard already that the executives in the boardroom at the monolith have said... <sighs> No well, M- NBC as well has got to be like, come on, give us some good games, man. Well, you thought Kansas City, New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers against freaking Pat Mahomes on freaking primetime Sunday the night. The moment Rodgers went down, though, I'd be on the phone well, with the NFL. Like, well, let's get a different game well, here, guys. Well, they're already working on it. Yeah. So, what he, so we're all we're, we're both taking Kansas City and Seattle and New York Jets. Oh, yes. Yeah, so and then the Monday Nighters, Seattle Seahawks at the New York Football Giants. Uh, Seattle favored by two. I'm taking the Seahawks. Sneaky good team. Uh, they stole the win from us at the Ford Field, but I think that they're for real. You know what I mean? Yep. So if you got any ideas and you make any money, make sure you buy us a beer. Because you, you weren't listening to the show, you wouldn't have won, right? Nope. You know that. So we're going to get out of here because football's on. But I think that it would be apropos if we could take a little time out. And um, as I always like to say, you know I'm a hater. Okay? Big time. I'm on my way to retirement everyone knows i'm 64 years old i've been watching sports seriously since i was about 10 years old okay i got a lot of good memories from way back football all hockey especially basketball came late but when you're talking about athletes and guys that stand the test of time they have class they've won big they've been mvp they've done everything that you could possibly want in a player we lost one this week on a team that I hate passionately. I grew up a Detroit Tiger fan, so I had no love for the Baltimore Orioles. But it would be remiss if we didn't say rest in peace to the one and only Brooks Robinson yes. of the Baltimore Orioles. And we should preface your hate by saying uh, Detroit used to be AL East. That's right. They this were before that. the Central. And you know it was really great? Look at that division. With Baltimore, <laughs> Toronto, Yankees, Detroit, and the Red Sox killer division Toronto looked plus at was it Cleveland and Milwaukee were in there too no they were in the other division the no other no they were other. east wasn't there three divisions there still too uh, well the central didn't come till the 90s but I think Cleveland played somewhere else I, I, we no Cleveland go was, was, Cleveland was, was in, in the east yeah. okay then they were in that was the great division but that's not the point if you go back when I first started I was a big uh, I remember the Miracle Mets from 69 I'm glad they beat Baltimore in 1970 they beat my favorite catcher of all time, Johnny Bench, oh, the, MVP the of the series. Machine. Yes, that, well, they weren't quite the big red machine, oh, okay. quite, and they were on their way, but that was their first World Series appearance. Brooks Robinson was insanely good. If you, anyone, I'm going to say, there, I don't think there's been a third baseman up until this day that made some of the plays that this man had made. Not only that, he was World Series MVP. He also won the World Series in 1966 and was part of two Baltimore World Series champions. Mm-hmm. That's great about accolades. Hall of Fame, 16-time Gold Glove winner. But the most important thing about Brooks Robinson that I've heard, which I think is even more amazing, is Brooks Robinson, the man. 
I have not heard anybody say anything bad about this guy. Guys that come into Baltimore, where he would welcome new young guys up until this team right now, which is a sin that the man died before he could mm-hmm. see what his beloved Baltimore Orioles are going to do in the playoffs. But here at the house that happens, we have massive respect for the men that sit on a pinnacle, not because of their accolades, but what they are as human beings. Because I think that's really important in this world of TMZ, um, whatever, all the other stuff that we got to deal with mm-hmm. from that basis. So rest in peace to uh, Brooks Robinson, the family, and the Baltimore organization. Jim Palmer had a tear in his eye discussing Brooks Robinson. It, it, it moved me personally, and I can't tell you how much I hate Jim Palmer either. <laughs> you know what I mean? God bless Brooke Robinson. Is there anything you want to say before we get out of here, buddy? I think that just about sums it up. I really enjoyed this show a lot. Um, I'm going to shout out to the whole Aaron Mills crew. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to slide on that Minnesota shirt. Yeah. God bless you, Gaff. I miss you. And on that note, this is the house that happens. My name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And always remember, what do we do? We keep, keep the, the vibe, vibe alive. You can find the house that happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens. And follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.